0: Welcome to the Book of Medora, the podcast where we discuss the Boar, the Legend of Zelda series. My name is Crystal, and with me is Monica. Hello. And Cameron. We ain't talked about malomard yet. Yeah, we haven't talked about Malomart yet, which is an aspect of the video game Twilight Princess. This will be the eighth and final episode of our series on Twilight Princess, because we have all locked ourselves in a basement, and we are not allowed to leave until we finish. There's no air conditioning. No, there isn't. In fact, okay. there's not much air at all. <laughs> we are effectively on a time limit in multiple
1: ways.
2: So Malomart.
1: <laughs> yeah, what about Malomart? Okay, remind me how the, uh, the, the... One of the things about Twilight Princess is that it's got this sense of being really complicated for almost everything that you do. And Malomart is the, I think, biggest and most complicated main side quest of the game outside of something like hunting down all the pose.
2: It's not too complicated.
1: Yeah, but is there anything else in the game that's both a side quest and more complicated? And
2: not the Poe quest? Yeah. No.
1: Even the Poe quest, you just move through areas and fight Poes. Malomart, you gotta run back and forth, all kinds of bullshit.
2: Well, with the Poe quest, you don't really have an indicator of where the Poes are. That's terrible.
1: That is bad. Okay, so to start the Malomart quest, you have to wait till a certain point in the game when one of the Goran elders is working in the Malomart... That Mallow has set up in Kakariko Village. And you can start up a fundraising thing to fund the repair of the bridge that leads back to Hyrule Field. So Mallow Mart can expand into Castletown,
0: I think. Yep. Yeah, Mallow is explicit that the purpose of fixing the bridge is so he can engage in a hostile takeover of Kalib's shop.
1: Well, that's kind of fair because Khalib's an asshole.
2: Basically, but it's also going to help the Gorons because then they'll have reaccess into Hyrule Castle Town and they can sell their bombs and hot spring water and shit.
1: Mallow is an aggressive, evil capitalist who accidentally does good things. He sells you
0: the Hylian Shield. He does, yes.
2: And the, um... In his own words, I may not, uh,
0: I may not be a hero, but maybe I can help people with heroic business deals.
1: He definitely knows how to spend language for a four-year-old.
2: Do we believe this baby?
0: I mean, you know, what do you want? He sells you the products at a good price. Is the price that good? I mean, it's better than Khalid's. You can
2: purchase it, so.
1: Okay, I, I, That's that doesn't mean that it's a good value. It just means that he's undercutting his competitors.
0: He has hey. items no one else has, like the Helian Shield and, as Monica said, the Hawkeye Mask.
1: Weren't those things that were just left behind by the lady who was killed and turned into a shadow beast?
2: We don't know. We don't know that. The shop was left, but maybe Mallow procured the supplies. Where
1: do you propose that he could have procured these items? From a grave. The
2: (laughs) Goran's?
1: No. In that case, why don't the Goran's sell it? I think that uh, Crystal's suggestion of a grave is much more likely for Mallow. The little... Bastard's basically a vulture. Wow. Yeah.
2: But, I mean, Mallow Mallow runs his own shop initially, so, you know, you can't accuse him of mistreating his employees, certainly.
1: He's a true entrepreneur.
2: He's got the Goron there working for free. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: Goron Elder, no less, reduced to basically being a Walmart greeter. A rupee is just food for the Gorons. I genuinely don't know.
2: It depends on the the game, because some of them, like in Ocarina of Time, the, the Goron's ruby seems very tasty. He just wants to lick one of the Gorons. Uh-huh. But then in other ones, I think they were like, eh, in Breath of the Wild.
1: Yeah, in Breath of the Wild, they're like, gems are actually not that good. We can't really eat them.
2: So tastes have changed, or maybe that first Goron in Ocarina of Time just never actually tested a ruby
1: when we get back around to the breath of the wild episode we're going to have to talk about how even though um the terminian zoras are fish that all the hyrulean zoras are
0: mammals why do you say that
1: Uh, we'll get around to it in the breath of the wild episode i just had this thought
0: (laughs) i no hold on let's talk about it
1: (laughs) No, I just like laying something out there as a little bit of a treat, little of a little bit of a, a little bit of a tune in next time sort of okay, thing. Okay,
0: while you're ov positing this take, you want to elaborate on it?
1: Yikes! <laughs> <laughs> wow, I need to sit down for that one. I've never been accused of that before, and I've been accused of a lot of things. Uh, no, it's basically just that uh, some of the Zora in Breath of the Wild seem to be mammalian, and that's it. But, but. What, what do you mean? what's mammalian about them? Namely, um, I guess there's two different ways to approach it. One is that the shape of their uh, con- uh, the connection between their waist and their legs suggests mammalian ancestry. And also, if you look at a few of their heads like miFA, but there are also others that have uh, head fins that are shaped like cetacean mammals.
0: Okay, so you're saying they're whale people.
2: Are you trying yeah, to make... Yeah, they're basically whale
1: people. <laughs> Don't you do this. I can feel it coming from
0: six feet away. I'm Don't you do it. it. back. Good. Keep holding it in. What do you mean about the waist-leg connection? How's that different from, say, Princess Ruto? Princess Ruto was also mam- mammalian. No, she seems to be pretty amphibious. You can be amphibious and still be a
2: mammal. Zoras have boobs.
1: Do they, though?
2: Ruto they do. Ruto has boobs.
1: Yeah, they super do. Ruto has... Uh, Depending on the game, she does definitely have some knockers.
2: Me fuzzboots. Do the, do the I,
1: mm. uh, Breath of the Wild Zora ever make reference to live birth? Breath of the Wild Zora don't actually talk about reproduction at all. They very specifically try to avoid
0: it. We know that Terminian Zora lay eggs. Uh-huh. That are don't have a hard shell.
1: Yep. That does seem to be consistent with them
0: reproducing like fish or frogs.
2: We've got sidetracked
0: yeah big sidetracked. so last we left off we killed the big dragon in the city in the sky and then we went and and we, we bought got the, the magic armor yeah we bought the magic armor
1: magic armor so that you can finally get all those rupee chests yep yeah it's the armor that uh eats rupees to power itself what's up with that what do you mean like why are rupees so thematically important to this game that they end up being the driving force not only of this magical armor set but several parts of the plot why is twilight princess so commerce focused
2: it's armor for rich people
1: everybody needs
0: money that's why they call it money (laughs) is that well i i feel like i'm missing something that is a quote from the 2001 film heist i've never seen by one david mamet uh performed by one daniel devito hmm
2: but I, I think it's mostly because they couldn't think of any interesting collector items. Uh-huh. So it's rupees. It's rupees everywhere. That sucks. Everything is rupees.
1: They should just do like Breath of the Wild and give you a bottomless uh, wallet.
2: Well, at least they changed some of the chests in the HD version and made stamps. Although nobody uses the stamps. So. Uh,
1: yeah, because Miiverse is dead now. Yeah. The stamps are literally useless. Yeah. Did you get a good amount of stamps when you were running around in the game, Crystal? Not really. Did it strike you that they were meant for use
0: with a service that no longer exists? The Miiverse? Yes. Yeah. It's a lot like trying to do online features on the Dreamcast. Oh, no. They're both, you know, failed retro consoles. Yikes. I like the Miiverse. I'm sorry, I'm just looking at more heist quotes. It seems like a very well-written film. Uh Uh-huh. Here's an exchange. No one can hear me no one can hear what you don't say hey i'm as quiet as an ant pissing on cotton i don't want you as quiet as an ant pissing on cotton i want you as quiet as an ant not even thinking about pissing on cotton
2: someone was very high when they wrote this
0: (laughs) uh so is it gonna be cool my motherfucker is so cool when he goes to bed sheep count him (laughs)
1: Okay, 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 okay. I'm sorry. I keep interrupting and saying uh, ridiculous bullshit and talking about parts of the game that don't really
0: matter, but we should- We're running out of air. We should do this, yes. So you got all the pieces of the mirror of Twilight. Amanda talks about how you know Xan is the fake king because only the real king could truly break the mirror instead of just breaking it into four uh, pretty cleanly broken shards. I feel
2: like this is the moment where she feels kind of- much better about her situation because they're like, oh, well, it's definitely me then.
0: After all, fake is a fake. No matter how much you dress it up, the real thing always wins. Is that what she says? Yes.
2: (laughs) Are you sure that's not a... a... Whoa. Yes, it totally is. (laughs) That's terrible. Oh, Midna. She's not very interested in this.
1: Midna's very much an anime protagonist. She sees that confrontation between Sonic and Shadow and she roots for Sonic really hard. Who wouldn't? People who like Shadow much more
0: than Sonic.
2: Back on track. Why? No, no,
0: no. (laughs) Okay, so you put all the pieces of the mirror of Twilight in the mirror of Twilight holder and it summons a big rock. You know, it, it falls from the chains. It's like chained up in the air, and then it falls on the ground. And then the mirror of twilight projects a big light on it. And then the light turns 3D, and you can go inside it because it's a portal. It's just like the one that they used on Ganondorf.
2: Well, it yeah. is exactly the one. Yeah. But um, at that point, the the sages show up because Midna talks about how you know the the Twilight Realm isn't all that bad. It's all right, really. It's it's kind of serene. Everybody uh, bathed in the light. I guess the Twilight. Um, it turned everybody all pure and gentle. Um,
1: we're really pretty chill about it. Yeah. And then this thing happened, and the sages are like, um, it turns out we're really bad at our job. Sorry. <laughs> big, big sorry to everyone. Big formal
2: bowing sorry.
1: Yeah, they, d- they totally do
0: that.
2: Right. And they reveal that they knew she was the Twilight Princess the whole time. This is a shocker, including to Midna. And... Here she really opens up about how she feels bad and responsible for fleeing her people. Even though that wasn't really her fault.
1: No, because she gets thrown into the world by Zant.
2: Yeah, blaming herself pretty hard here.
1: Yeah, that that's definitely a good fit for a um, Zelda analog character, though.
2: Monarch. Yeah, Zelda yeah. analog.
1: She's exactly oh, sorry, a Zelda sorry, I thought
2: analog. you mean Zelda-specific. No, no, no. Princess. Analog. Right, no, I get it. No, I, when you said Zelda... I thought you meant a Zelda character. No,
1: Midna Midna is is proto-Hilda.
2: That's what I'm saying. But here she does apologize, or at least admit that she was initially only wanting to use Link and only interested in saving her own world, Light World Be Damned. But due to both Link and Zelda's actions, she's now determined to save both worlds.
1: Kind of like a harsher version of the apology that Zelda gives at the end of Ocarina of Time. Sort of. Yeah, kind of.
2: Yeah, but I mean, it was. I think it's a little bit more cold blooded here. Uh, she was a little bit more cold blooded.
1: Apologies for being cold blooded. Yeah. Hey, why didn't the sages help out with any of this shit? They don't care about the Twilight Realm. <laughs> they very well, mm, 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 mm. They do care about Hyrule, though, and this would be big. It would be a big help to Hyrule for them to help with gathering up the Mirror of Twilight or something. Anything. Anything more than the nothing they currently are doing.
2: What can they really do?
1: They're the sages. They can call down the power of the gods.
2: Probably, like in this one. One of them th- is
1: Raru, and he built the Temple of Time by himself with his big, oh. masculine, veiny hands.
2: No, in this one, they just seem like ghostly advisors, and they've kind of advised. And I don't they can know if they're
0: capable. Big, Go
2: on. They can turn on a big warp mirror thing, but that's kind of it.
0: Yeah, I don't know if they're actually capable of having much interaction with the physical world. Yeah. Well, the physical world can definitely kill the shit out of them. Uh, yes, that's true.
2: That's why they're not doing anything except for hiding.
1: So it, is it just that they figure if they try to do anything, Ganondorf will find them? So they're just hiding in the last place that Ganondorf saw them? <laughs>
2: <laughs> not trying to draw they're, attention.
1: They're
0: like a support
1: character in Overwatch. What does a support character in Overwatch do?
0: You know, they're not going to be on the front lines doing the murdering that Link has to do, but they'll be supporting him magically.
1: By standing in one place? Yeah. And not really doing anything? Yeah. So, okay. Is this a burn on support players in Overwatch? No, I'm a support player. Is this a self-burn? No. Are, you have to... to make- you, you are def crystal you're definitely more active and meaningful to the ongoing narrative of an overwatch match than the sages are in twilight princess
0: okay (laughs) okay it's supposed to be uh you know Anuma's indictment of how the older generations just dump toxic waste in the rivers and then they feel bad about it but they don't do anything to fix it yeah all right sure
2: um Midna still thinks everything will be fixed if they just defeat Zant.
0: Yeah, because she hasn't
1: quite internalized this whole Ganondorf thing. Or she doesn't realize, she, like pretty much everyone else in the setting, doesn't realize that Ganondorf is a physical person who runs around and will continue to wreck shit. And maybe she thinks that he's simply acting through Zant or is embodied in him and that he doesn't have corporeal power of
0: his own at this point. Who knows? Why does she think that stopping Zant will save everyone? I think she's assuming that if you kill Zant, Ganondorf will himself dissipate, not understanding how powerful Ganondorf is. I see.
1: All because right, I guess he's
0: really only appeared the one time and not to Minda. That's a really positive outlook that she
2: has. She doesn't know Ganondorf.
1: No, she doesn't. But nobody in this setting does, except for the sages.
2: Yeah. So we enter the Twilight Realm.
1: In we go. It's a nice place, really. Everybody's kind of monsters, but they're like chill monsters. You got this real tiny one that you meet at the beginning, who's just like this real pudgy little roly-poly guy, but he has like the mask shield that the Twilight Beasts wear.
2: Yeah, they're all kind of um, corrupted to start. Yeah, the Twilight Realm kind of looks like the the Realm of the Sky to me. Oh, really? They're just floating rocks around, and then a lot of emptiness.
1: You mean the Realm of the Sky from Skyward Sword?
2: Yeah. I mean, it could be the City in the Sky in this one, too. Just a whole lot of...
1: Without the propellers. Yeah.
2: Which does make floating it things.
0: more like Skyward Sword. Mm-hmm. That's fair. It's nice. So, your objective here is to return light to the people of the Twilight Realm by getting the two souls.
2: Yes.
1: That being S-O-L, the two
0: suns. Yeah, what's uh, what are they all about? What's
1: their deal? They seem to be the holy items of the Twili that allowed them to exist in a corporeal way in the Twilight realm.
2: Minna calls the souls um, pure power that um, are the source of life in this world. That's pretty crazy. It's a bit out there. I guess they provide light to this area. Otherwise, it'd just be total darkness. But it's Twilight. I don't know.
0: If I she think- keeps... Pairing them to the sun of our world? So they just got like two suns in a portable form generating energy for them? Yeah. Yeah, Because the
1: sun is life-giving and the soul is also life-giving and it allows them to exist in the Twilight Realm. If the souls did not exist, then the Twilight could not exist either. Is this something the goddesses made? Or is
0: created by their ancient dark magics? Did the goddesses create the Twilight Realm? yes yes who Who else would have well that's just
1: the thing like this podcast borders on being triforce agnostic in the first place <laughs> i'm bordering on being triforce atheist right so it's like we actually don't know who creates the worlds that don't have anything to do with the triforce the twilight realm could have had a completely different origin compared to the land of hyrule which we don't know the origin of in the first place so i don't know i i think that probably they're an aspect of the realm itself and not a creation of the dark interlopers because they are light magic and that's not what dark interloper magic is
2: well it's a good thing that it's not um (laughs) it's it doesn't the souls don't have to exist all the time in order for the twilight realm to sustain itself because if you guys recall um, when you recover the two balls from the wall master hands, um you infuse the master sword, it goes away
1: <laughs> oh the they 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 go away utterly, yeah, they just disappear,
2: yeah, into your sword, you, I guess when you leave the realm, it um
1: you blot out the sun,
2: yeah, or it's in the master sword, technically, it didn't entirely go away, it's just running the realm for a while.
1: uh, what are the souls,
0: crystal the souls are. The, uh, the, hmm, you know, they're like, uh, they're like the sun of our world. (laughs) Yeah. They are, uh, the, hmm.
2: Giant battery? They're
0: they're big tanuki balls.
1: All right. I'll accept that one. Um,
0: They do power
2: other things, so they're kind of like a giant battery, maybe. I
0: saw the movie Palm Poco the other day. Uh Uh-huh. That's pretty good.
2: What's it about?
0: It's about uh, tenu- a Tanuki civilization in the woods. And they're kind of at war with the humans because the humans are doing deforestation. And uh, as consistent with Japanese folklore, the Tanuki have very large testicles. Right. And they can use their like 250 square feet of scrotum skin uh, for very big shape-shifting magic. As one does. Yeah. So I think the, twilight, the god of the Twilight Realm is a
1: Tanuki. And that's why they change shape when the light is there or not. Yes. Okay. I'm not going to be able to live in the long pause that we had before this, but I want our listeners to know that me and Monica sat in sun silence just staring at each other for a minute after Crystal dropped that bombshell on us. <laughs> and the air continues to run out. The souls are guarded by the only occurrence of the Wallmaster in this game.
2: They're kind of terrifying, but I hate wallmasters, so... They do the thing that I hate the most, which is... Chase you. Chase you, and then go through doors.
1: Oh, yeah. They Don't go
2: through doors.
1: Monica That's- hate go-through-door enemies. Those are the worst. There's no sense of safety from them.
2: So this entire sequence, I am constantly putting the soul down, shooting the wallmaster... Running not five feet. It right, the- and <laughs> setting the ball down, shooting it again, so... This takes a while for me, but I have like a billion arrows, so it's fine.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it's fine. I think just running at top speed is actually a much, like, it's actually pretty easy and safe to I don't to enjoy get the
2: chase. I don't.
1: Like, you can't even have the music playing. Right. Once that music starts up, that's when you drop it, you turn around, and you shoot them again. Right. How did you handle this particular sequence, Crystal?
0: Honestly, I don't remember. I did, I did the video, I used my gamer skills. Yeah. And I got through it.
1: Well, you are big into the MLG scene.
0: Yeah, I'm what they call a professional video gamist.
1: Uh, uh. Really, we're lucky that you can find time out of your gamesting schedule to appear on this podcast.
0: Yeah, I'm uh, kind of raking in that pro-gamer money. (laughs) All these air horns.
2: Do you two consider the Palace of Twilight a dungeon?
0: Yes. It's a
1: mini-dungeon, sort of like the Ice Cavern.
2: Yeah. It... It has a map and compass, and it has a boss. And you can, and a boss key, I guess. But you don't really get a weapon aside from upgrading your master sword.
1: It's pretty short, isn't it's, it?
2: It's shorter than like the first dungeon with the monkeys.
1: It's like a chump dungeon with yeah. a chump boss at the end of it. I, I like the boss. I say
0: that, but Ga- Zant is a really fun fight.
2: Is there anything one we want to remark about this palace?
0: I, was, I remember being kind of disappointed by the Twilight Realm after they built it up so much.
1: Because it just feels like this really small, unimportant area that wasn't really equivalent to Hyrule in the way that the lore suggested it should be. No? Yeah. Like, the entire Twilight Realm isn't even half the size of Hyrule Castle. No, it's not.
2: And it's just a palace. You don't see where everybody else lives.
1: You don't see where they grow their crops, what mm-hmm. they do to live... You don't see if they eat food There's at no all. Castle Town. Yeah. They
0: eat the soul, the
1: soul juice, and then the Master Sword eats the soul. And now, what are they going to eat?
2: Link has to return that after <laughs> he can't. After he leaves for multiple reasons. No, it stops glowing in when you leave the Twilight Realm.
1: Ah, uh, but
0: if you can, you go back into the Twilight Realm.
2: Yes.
0: Mid- Midna sucked out the soul juice, and she'll spit it back into the souls.
2: Okay.
1: Yep, so you get to the end of this whole thing and you find Zant. And Zant's like, oh, it turns out that I don't have my shit under control very much. And Midna's like, Zant, why you gotta be like this? And Zant's like, I was visited by a god.
2: He calls them traitors, but that's really an inappropriate term because Link is not one of his...
1: (laughs) Traitors to the king of light and shadow. Sure,
2: no, 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 meh.
1: And it's funny because you might assume that that line refers to ganondorf but no it's totally zant he also doesn't seem to know that ganondorf is a physical person walking around
2: it always feels to me like ganon does the evil genie thing uh uh-huh. like <laughs> like jafar in aladdin 2 uh huh uh, why am I bringing this up? Go ahead. This is the podcast of, like, weird references.
1: I, we're always like this. Just go go but, ahead. you
2: know, like, he's like, I will... Gr- whatever you desire, I shall desire it too. I love that line. Yeah, but it's like, no, he's got his own wants. He wants everything. God, how
1: does that line go? I will house my power within you. If you desire something, I shall desire it too. God, it's a good fucking line. Ganondorf as the devil in that one scene, is better than Ganondorf in the entire rest of the game.
2: Evil genie? Evil god? I
1: Yeah, the bad god. Ganondorf is pretty effective as the bad god. Kind of makes me wish that the Calamity Ganon had been more of a bad god, but, I mean, that wouldn't have really fit with that story, I guess.
0: Uh, Zant's desire is very similar to Ganondorf's desire in Ocarina of Time, in that they both perceive their people to... Uh, have been done dirty by Hyrule, even though everyone else seems to be doing fine. And it really also feels like that's just
1: a justification that they come up with after the fact for all the horrible shit that they've done to their people.
2: Because Xant is just mostly disappointed at not being picked
1: as ruler. He really wanted to be king. Why would he be king?
2: Yeah, that's pretty interesting because... um, he blames the royal family for of, of the Twily for being useless and do nothing, and mentions that he served in the household, and he only really did so because he thought he would be chosen to rule afterwards, but why would you choose outside of the royal family?
1: Well, I think that in this case, the royal family could be taken as something like the first family of the United States.
2: Oh, it's an election.
1: It seems to be an election,
0: or at least you name your successor.
2: Or maybe he just had a big head.
0: Well, he it seems like he's part of the royal family when he talks about serving and enduring in that depraved household. Is but he like Minna's cousin?
2: To me, that seems like he's an outside of that household.
0: I kind of assumed he was like a vizier. Yeah, yeah
1: I could see that. But no, it's, it's, this is an interesting part of the game because it seems like they did have a very concrete idea of how the politics of the Twilight Realm work. They just don't tell us about it.
2: Yeah.
0: And I kind of like that. I like it probably he, more than I should. He, ha- he believed he would be the next to rule the people, which he may or may not have actually had cause to believe.
1: Right. That's right. And Midna says that... It's not impossible that, but that that would have been the case, but everyone could see in his eyes that all he really had was a thirst for power.
2: For Yeah, he's got greed.
1: Right. It, it, it. She doesn't suggest that it's a preposterous idea that he could have ruled, but that he had a particular moral failing that precluded him having power granted to him by the people of the Twilight.
0: Uh, Zane references the fact that the, the Twilight had regressed so much in the Twilight realm that they knew neither anger nor hatred nor the faintest bloom of desire.
2: That seems like a very Zen-like Buddhist thing.
0: Well, it also
1: seems like something that he's probably projecting onto them because he is a power-hungry madman. Yeah. It's a very anime villain thing to say where it's like, all of you are so comfortable. you
2: sheeple. Zen would use the term sheeple. Probably. If there were sheep.
1: If there were sheep. And there aren't.
0: Zant would complain about The Last Jedi.
1: (laughs) Zant would have already thrown thousands of rupees into The Last Jedi remake project.
0: Hey, Crystal, did you
1: hear about what George Lucas would have done with Episode 7? I did. They should have let him make it. You, You think that they should have let him make a movie that is about the midichlorians, basically?
0: Yeah. I don't actually have an issue with the midichlorians. Why do you think they should have let him make it? I th- I think George has a very creative mind that needs to be tempered with, you know, with colleagues that can work well with him. But he, he goes directions other people won't go.
2: Like opinions on sand. Yeah,
0: but like, you know, the, the prequel trilogy has some big ideas. Does it? Yeah, it's like the Emperor Sheev Palpatine... Is like written as a parallel to George W. Bush, and
1: honestly, that's pretty on point as a parallel to the rise of fascism. Yeah, you're not wrong about that.
2: I just hate how everybody uses that freaking line about
1: but to thunder, yeah, to
2: thunder applause. Like everybody after an election that they don't like.
1: I'm kind of <laughs> angry that he that that feels prescient to me. It's like, those are such bad movies, but at the same time, it's like, God damn it, George, you did have an idea going here that was pretty much on point. I think that one of the big problems with George Lucas is that he owned the entire production company, and nothing went through without his say-so, and nobody could tell him no because he writ everyone's paychecks.
2: It's the Kojima problem. They need editors to, like, wallop them over the head from time to time.
1: Oh, Death Stranding is going to be something.
0: Right, which is why letting George direct a Disney Star Wars film would be good because then he wouldn't have total control.
1: But what if they just end up pulling him off the project and replacing him with like Ron Howard? <laughs>
2: uh, you know. Oh, that's
1: awkward. That movie was fine. Why is it? We we still haven't seen the damn thing.
2: It is was, it was,
0: it's exactly what you expect. Oh. Like it's fine.
1: I want it to you be know? better than I expect. I want like we saw Incredibles 2 yesterday. That was better than we expected. Yeah. We liked the short at the beginning. Bow. That was really good. And it takes place in Toronto. Oh, is that so? Yeah.
0: It's really good. I didn't see the short. Oh, you didn't see it? Why not? I missed it. I arrived late.
2: Oh. It's but a cute dumpling baby.
1: And a mom who's trying to deal with the fact that her child has left her. It's really good.
2: We're getting off course.
1: (laughs) No, never. This is the real podcast. So, Uh Zant. Zant battle. Zant talks all this mad shit, and then he's like, aha, it is time to have the fight. And then you have this fight with Zant that kind of replays certain elements of every major boss battle up to this point.
2: I like this fight. It's a good fight. Zant is firmly ridiculous, which broke a lot of people's hearts.
1: He. Absolutely, like, up to this point, this one sequence, he is very much the super scary, badass, sorcerer-type villain. And just before the fight starts, he does this thing where he twists his entire body round and round and round. And it's not quite goofy, because it's actually really scary-looking when he does it. But then he starts dancing around and hollering.
2: No, wait, more importantly, he takes off his mask. So it's the the demasking anime trope thing. But
1: he puts his mask back on for the fight. Yeah,
2: but once you take it off...
1: Yeah, once you take it off, you're never the same. Right. But I don't think that's actually the thing. I think his behavioral change is really the important thing here. Because they would not let him remain a character that is consistently menacing. They have to show these cracks in his facade.
2: It's really funny, though, because it shows up during the battle... In that, like, you hit him and then he jumps around and, like, in pain.
1: He absolutely does not know how to fight. And all of his attacks are animated in such a way that that is plainly illustrated. Like, when he attacks you, it's basically like a clip of The Simpsons where Bart and Lisa are running each other just windmilling their arms. (laughs) Yeah.
0: He's a lot like Kylo Ren. He wants to be the previous bad guy so bad, but... He's not actually very good at it.
2: Hmm. I can it, see that argument. Is that the
0: second Zelda villain that you've compared to Kylo Ren?
2: <laughs> Who was Which the was other the first one? one?
1: I can't remember for the life of me. It may have been a Marvel character. Shit. No, I can't recall.
2: But I'm I, sure we'll recall later.
1: I know this has come up before, though. I remember editing that episode. But yeah, it's just like he runs at you with his arms head out in front of him and waving his swords just a little bit, or he'll like like, two
2: big um, kitchen cleavers. Yeah, like
1: two big ass kitchen cleavers that he just runs at you with, or he'll hold them out and spin around really fast.
2: What I remember is that in the Blizzeta form, he turns really big, but then you hit his feet, and then he like bounces around and then shrinks really tiny. Uh huh. It's fun.
1: This fight had a lot of really good strange surreal imagery in it and it's actually is this my favorite fight in the game it might be
2: it ends with um you you fighting zant in the little terrace area at the south part of hyrule castle's exit Uh hyrule castle town's exit rather yes it's it's nice it's pretty it's very dramatic it almost feels like a last battle
1: it feels like a sort of prelude to what's coming yeah as if Zant doesn't apply any particular importance to Hyrule Castle itself. He does attack there so as to neutralize Zelda and the armies of the kingdom, but he doesn't seem to care about it beyond that. So that, that is the final place that you do battle with him in. Strikes me as interesting. Also the part where you fight him underwater and his giant head emerges out of the water and the mouth guard opens up and all that shit happens. That shit's... Uh, that shit... That shit weird,
0: and the whole time this like really fast piece, fast paced drum beat is playing. Like it's not, it's not dramatic music. It's kind of silly music. Yeah,
2: it's kind of majoras masky.
1: Yeah, it's kind of majoras masky, It's silly. It's high octane though.
2: But the the whole imagery stuff, it, it's kind of like the whole interlopers cutscene where it's just very. Dreamlike. Dreamlike. Yeah.
1: It's like, are we really here? Who knows? But Zant is slinging around Ganondorf's power with no idea how to use it. Poor thing. Eh.
2: Um, you Zant's a fuck boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You kick his ass. Yeah. You um, kick his ass.
0: Midnight references the fact that no one would accept him as king because they saw the greed in his eyes. Yes. And it was much like the ancient king that their people lost because of that king's greed.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's the line that most people think links the Twilight with the Grudo,
1: but... It, it's a strong connection. We did decide yeah. they were like the second or third, most likely. Yeah. I like the bit where Zant tells Midna that the curse on her cannot be broken because it was placed by the magic of his god. And more than that, the power of the true leader of the Twilight will never return to her. Which means that even carrying the Fused shadow, she is separated from the power that is her right as the leader of the Twili.
2: Oh, that's the other thing that happens right now. The Fused Shadows return to Midna. I checked. I forgot. But Zant does take them or like throw them away.
1: Because he's got the Ganon power.
2: you know, yeah, at the earlier point when he puts the thorn thing into Link's head. Oh, he steals them. Yeah, oh, literally. That's right. We he totally do- forgot. He super fucking steals it's them. It's not very important.
1: We never talked about That's actually super important yeah. because, like, that fused shadow power would have been really good to have. I guess. And so Minda gets it back. And Zant's like, uh, I will continue to be resurrected by the power of my god. You can't possibly stop me. And Midna's like, hold on a second. And then she pops him like a balloon.
0: Yeah, she stabs him with like four different stabby things. And Zant just wriggles and plays screaming for like 10 seconds. It's very And then graphic. blows up like a balloon and pops.
2: Yeah. He ain't coming
0: back from that one. It's fine. ganon will get him. I think and Minna's freaking out because she just used a little smidgen of that power. Just a wee little bit. And it was enough to completely murder Zant.
1: And I think that that sequence actually makes me feel a little bit sorry for Zant because he really did believe that his god would resurrect him. And Ganondorf doesn't care about Zant on any level. Yeah. Just not even a little tiny baby bit.
2: So we agree that he's fully dead here.
1: He's smoked. He may
0: still be well, linked to Ganondorf, but that's it. There's a, yeah, there's a cutscene coming up that can be interpreted in many ways. Yeah.
2: This is part of what we need to establish, but, but
0: But effectively,
1: as of this scene, we have every reason to assume that Zant is completely dead.
0: He doesn't even drop a he doesn't even drop a heart. He's just dead. Just Well he does drop a heart. He no, does he drop does. a heart, yeah.
2: Yes.
1: Well dropping the heart means either he really loved <laughs> being inflated and
2: exploding <laughs> oh, no.
0: or he's dead.
2: Cameron
0: What? When you hear the word inflation <laughs> What does that bring to mind? Economics.
2: <laughs> Good save.
0: Uh, I-, I knew this was coming because I've heard that line before. Uh, so yeah, Ganon's, Ganon's back. He's resurrected. He's in the world of light. And he's going he's gonna to take over the world. He's going to take over Hyrule Castle.
2: Yeah, that's probably where he's been the whole time, they say.
1: Midna does actually mention that she was incapable of taking, of stripping away the dark power that Zant was wielding. Killing him was actually not what she was trying to do.
2: Mm, that is interesting.
1: Does that mean she was trying to save Zant?
2: Maybe, in the same way that she saves Zelda later. Mm, Midna's fucking cold blood. Yeah, well, maybe it's, it's you know... He, Zelda was unwillingly infused with this whole dark magic thing, and but Zan's perfectly happy with it. Zan's a
1: dick. So Ganondorf is in the castle. And you yeah. really
2: should go there, but first you should go beat the Cave of Ordeals, and then the HD dungeon.
1: Ugh. Anything Maybe. good in there? Well, the bottles of Fairy's Tears are very good. You drink the Fairy's Tears, and then you turn on your magic armor, you're basically Death Incarnate.
2: Something I didn't realize, because I who goes through the whole thing twice, but the postman is actually in the room right before the Great Fairy um, you, on, on, on the second visits. run. Yeah. So he's apparently got two claw shots and a little hover gear thing too. the spin. The mail's
1: got to get delivered.
2: Yeah.
1: Ain't nothing going to stop him, but it will not keep him from reading other people's mail.
2: Yes. Who writes a letter to the Great Fairy?
1: This version of the mailman is a scumbag. But he's very resourceful. Yeah. This is to all the mail carriers out there. Thank you for not reading my mail. (laughs) I assume. So do you have to go and talk to Shad again or some shit before you go to Hyrule Castle?
2: You don't have to. You can. He doesn't really say anything useful. So we're
0: going to Hyrule Castle. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So Midna goes to Hyrule Castle where the big pyramid of light, Twilight, is... And she puts on all the pieces of the fuse shadow, which completely covers her face and most of her body. And then she kinda gets jerked around in the air a bit by its great po- great magical power.
2: It's kind of a very funny scene because she like hits she... a wall really hard and gets dragged up it. it and she's wiggling her feet the whole time. She
0: does not want what's happening. Yeah, and then she disappears behind a building and then rises up as a big twilight monster made of lava.
2: With seven arms. Yes. It's really unnerving.
1: And then she crawls up on top of the big magic light pyramid and whoops out this giant light trident.
2: Light spear. A trident,
1: huh? Isn't it a trident?
2: It's Am a I It's a spear. It's a spear? Yeah.
0: It is no it is a trident. Is it?
2: Yeah. Picture.
0: It's well, it's like a, a trident with uh three things around it. So it's like uh there's a central spear and then three other hooks around it.
1: That's a that's a trident. I mean, I'm looking at the Hyrule Warriors version, but that's not just a spear.
2: Oh, I guess so. I thought it was a little too glowy. Here, you see it in this picture. Yeah, I guess it's a trident. It's
1: totally just a trident. Okay,
2: I take that back. I'm interesting sorry. Interesting that it's a trident. It
1: is interesting that it's a trident, because mm-hmm. wow. somehow this series has tridents as a theme. Mm, Truly, like this the, is a pretty dark magic.
0: Kind of like the trident that was in the the big pyramid in Desert of Doubt in Four Swords Adventures. Sort of like that trident that we concluded may have been built by the goddamn demon tribe.
2: Yeah. Well, it's kind of ah. similar. Little bit, little bit the same. Yeah. Good kinda job. Like the
0: trident that Ganon keeps using in the classic games. Yeah.
1: So it's almost
0: like all of these things are linked together. Oh, yeah. Ah. Uh. We're bringing the lore. Bringing Call the lore. Call me, Miyamoto. <laughs> let us write the Hyrule Historia 4. Please. Jesus, let us write it. Yeah. Give us all your resources.
1: We'll do some shit. And she basically pops it like a soap bubble. The yeah. shield. Yeah, the shield just ceases to be. And then she's back to being Midna, and she's like, all right, that was a bit much. In we go.
2: Hyrule Castle is beautiful. It's a cool castle design.
1: There's actually a lot going on in Hyrule Castle, as I remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, for years, I've had this in my head but it's been a while since i played so you got, you you're going to have to remind me here okay is it not the case that there are ghosts in hyrule castle that are pointing toward a particular tree
2: yes i'll walk you through the, the you don't need to mention this part
1: okay okay you walk me through hyrule castle then monica
2: okay you walk in the front large gate thing and then there's another door you have to push in and then you're into the courtyard And it's a very wide courtyard with the castle um, some meters before you. Um, And it's sort of in the shape of an upside down triangle. So there's um, some gate to the left to the west and the gate to the right. And there's a giant, I don't know what you call it. Not a statue, but a giant. um,
1: I can't recall what you're talking about.
2: Giant pole with a triforce on it. A pillar? A a pillar? A pillar. Pedestal. Pedestal. It's a very decorative thing with Ideas? like a double helix <laughs> curling up, and it's a it's a large golden triangle there, uh-huh. and two banners like that on the sides too. It's very pretty. Ah. It's a very pretty garden. Okay. And the rain is coming down lightly, but there's still light, so it's it's a, a lovely atmosphere, and the music is very muted or silent.
1: Hyrule Castle has a fairly decent theme in this one.
2: Yeah, but the outside is very quiet. Uh. And you can either choose to go west or you choose to go east. We're going to go west to start, and uh, after a bit of pummeling different Bokoblins and whatever Bobblins, Bulblins you fight the think, King Bobblin. Yes, you fight the who was King officially
0: Bulblin. a higher tier villain than Zant. Yeah, he yes. did definitely last longer than Zant did.
2: And you fight him on foot, and he's got his giant axe thingy, and
1: he hits really hard.
2: He does. But um, and eventually you whoop his butt enough, and he says, enough. <laughs> and he, he hands over the, the small key for this side.
1: And he's like, I have only ever served the strongest. That is the way of things.
2: Or That is all I know.
1: That is all I know. Well, bye. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and they're like, oh, he, he talks. He can talk. is
1: like, hey, he- you don't even kill him. He just goes away. Yeah, he's...
2: He rides his boar thing and leaves.
1: He just rides off into the sunset, off to pillage more people, I guess.
2: Oh, I don't know.
1: That's fine. He was the noble adversary, (laughs) ultimately, I guess.
2: He's okay. He's
1: the rival character of this game.
2: That's ridiculous. He's the rival.
1: He's Dark Link.
2: Um, I like
1: that he was serving Ganondorf directly and not Zant. He never really cared about Zant. This was always about Ganon. Yeah, Zant's not the strongest. He's not.
2: And then you can go to the east side, and the east side, not a lot going on there. Um, a, a lot of boar riding sequences, so you crash through fences and the like. Um, at the end there, there's I think you throw the boomerang over and around, and you get like access into a small area, and you get your chest and so on and so forth. It's not very interesting, aside from there is a part of the ground covered with leaves and. The rest of the ground doesn't have that, so if you go and you turn into a wolf, and you look at the ground, you'll realize it's damp enough for you to dig through, or whatever. And you dig through, and then you get to the secret backside of the castle, which is a graveyard.
1: Ah, that's not a necessary place for you to go. But it is
2: completely optional, and because there's no indication, especially at this part, that it exists...
1: A lot of people miss this.
2: I think a lot of people miss it.
1: I missed it last time I played, actually. I was like, did I just imagine where this was? Huh?
2: So, in this graveyard part, it's a lot darker and more muted, and you get the sense that it's mostly forgotten... Um, You wander forward, and there's a marker informing you that the cursed swordsman sleeps before the sacred tree. I don't even know if it's documented in this. Holy shit, the script might not have this. Yeah, it's okay. It's just one comment on a, a, a marker. Okay. And you wander around, and there's some skeleton things and so on. Stalfos.
1: Stalfos that you have to fight.
2: Yeah. But if you go into wolf form, you will notice that there are ghosts lingering around. Mm-hmm. And you wander around, and there is one very large tree there. hmm And there are many ghosts, I think five, circled around what, like a little part of the ground that you know is to be a grave. Right. And one of them points to it. So... This is where the cursed swordsman lies. Sleeps. Yeah, lies.
1: This is the particular part of the story that helped me to understand the backstory of Twilight Princess much better, because the cursed swordsman, assuming that it refers to someone who's already in the text, is definitely the hero's shade or Link from the Ocarina of Time. Yep. And that he would be laid to rest here, surrounded by soldiers who died in combat dress, much as he did, suggests to me that he died in combat near to Hyrule Castle. And since you find other ghostly soldiers throughout the sewers of Hyrule Castle, leading up to its ramparts, it implies to me that at some point near the end of the war, Ganondorf essentially attempted to fight his way into Hyrule Castle, and would have succeeded except that Link was there to do battle with him. Yeah. And Link died defending Hyrule Castle, but
0: Ganondorf was captured in the fight. Why is he referred to as the Cursed Swordsman?
2: I was thinking about that, and I think it ties into his regret at not being able to pass on his skills to another person. This is the part that the... Historia always gets wrong, and that I once again have to remark pisses me off. Uh It's not about his recognition or not being honored or recognized, because we have full signs that he was recognized. He's
1: buried with honors on the fields of
0: Hyrule Castle itself. Right, and there's freaking
2: plays about him, and people dress up as him. But he could not pass on his skills to anyone. Sorry, Crystal. He
0: he has a, a battlefield grave, and he's only really recognized by... The ghosts of the soldiers that fought with him like he, he doesn't have like a hero's burial
2: he doesn't have a giant tomb it's a very modest spot but it's beneath the sacred tree
1: which is very in keeping with ocarina of time link
2: yeah and you know i think the the populace so to speak still remember him there are because, plays about him yeah that's true and dress-ups
1: Uh, His story is well known and well told regardless of how stately his burial is. Though it is pretty stately considering he has his own tree on the grounds of Hyrule Castle. Yeah. Which is in
2: this nice secret back part of it.
1: But in a way though, this is also like And just as someone who really enjoys the series on a meta level and who recorded that episode about how Ocarina of Time Link probably did more good for more people more intimately than any other incarnation of the character. It's just sort of a bummer that he didn't get a happy ending.
2: Yeah. Oh, I guess we should talk briefly about, you know, the final scene with him.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. We, we, we got past we? the part where you would learn how to do the super spin attack. Yeah. But, yeah, we could talk about it.
2: Well, just. Because we cause only
1: ever skimmed over it. I think Crystal mentioned it in passing.
2: Just that he calls Link my son. Yeah. At the very last. And it, you're like, Nintendo, give us more. No. <laughs> give us more, Nintendo.
1: They say no, though. No. I. Th- do you think it's meant to be taken... Because I know that the line differs somewhat in Japanese, but we take the English setting as its own canon. Do we assume that Link is descended from Link?
2: Yeah. Yes. Mm. Definitely a bloodline. Yeah.
1: Anyway, uh, yeah, this, this part's real cool to me. I remember when I first floated this idea to people, there was actually some pushback about it, because, like, obviously this doesn't necessarily refer to the same battle in which Ganondorf was defeated There's nothing to say that those things are connected, but they're super connected. That's just how these fucking stories work.
2: And very few things could do such damage to Link.
1: Who has fought the devil multiple times.
2: And is probably, looks like he's in his peak. He's much huger than he was before. He's so big now. (laughs) Much more skilled than we saw him in Odokrine of Time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Anyway, yeah, here lies Ocarina of Time Link. I think this is the only case in which we actually find the resting place of the main character from a different game. Yes. We find things left behind by different links of the far past in Breath of the Wild, but this is the one grave. But outside of that, I don't actually find Hyrule Castle. Like, it's beautiful, and it's a fun enough dungeon, but also it's not actually that interesting. It isn't probably big.
2: It's, well, yeah, it's not that big. There's a lot of... What shocks me is that this castle is it's a dungeon. Yeah. But it's not very castly. No. Like you okay, so you can get a, a small key from the this back graveyard area. But either way, you've got so many keys and you can just wander in with just one small key into the castle. And the first thing that I noticed was that's a really small door for a castle. Uh, it's just like a regular like a double door. It's just a door. Yeah and you're like you think there'd be a bigger door but no and you walk in and it's a very large quiet area with lovely marble tiles on the floor and once you beat up some monsters the chandelier's light up and so on you see there's like lovely gold and marble accents everywhere and there's no door accessible at ground level mm. you have to hook up hookshot up a chandelier And get into a a small, regular sized door there. So, how do people use this castle?
1: Ganon. Perhaps Ganon warped it. Yeah, Ganon (laughs) busted it up real bad.
2: There are huge
1: parts of the floor missing.
2: Yeah, that's the thing about the castle. You wander around and you notice that a lot of the banners are in tatters.
1: Nobody fucking lives here.
2: (laughs) Not anymore. Oh, well, how long do you think it's been, like, corrupted or abandoned?
1: Uh, Probably, like, at this... How long does Twilight Princess take place over? Like, two weeks. Okay, then it's been like this for a couple of weeks.
2: I feel like it could have been longer.
1: I think Twilight Princess might actually be a pretty long story, but...
2: Yeah, because we, as Link, only notice when shit goes down in Ordon, but things have been going bad in Hyrule for a while. But then again, um, the Zora Prince ran over and collapsed... And that journey couldn't have taken that long. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever. Anyway. Can we um, talk
1: about how the friends of Hyrule have a bazooka?
2: (laughs) We're getting there. We're climbing the tower. Okay. We're getting there. Um, There's suits of armor everywhere. There are swords on on display and nice paintings. Yep. You think of the really shitty knights and how they're completely inadequate to defend this place. They were. And it does feel like a place that fell into ruin because the knights are so terrible. Mm. Okay, and then you you get into the central area, either by defeating two Darknuts or doing a more puzzly side.
1: Definitely defeating the Darknuts.
2: And there's a long walkway outside, and a cutscene starts, and a gate draws open. And about four Lizalfos run out at you, and there's two Bulblins with arrows, the worst kind. Yeah. On the tower, and they're shooting at you, and one has a fire arrow, and it's going to, like, freaking hit Link in the face, only suddenly a hawk appears. And,
1: and smokes that Bulblin.
2: <laughs> well, it stops the, the arrow. Uh. And then something else um, snipes those Bulblins, and then something freaking blows up the Forlis Alphos. Firstly, Link could have taken all of these things. Oh, of course.
1: That's not the point.
2: Okay. Even though he was about to get shot in the face. Yeah. But then the camera pans over, and you see the Friends of Hyrule. The
1: true heroes. The resistance, who Ugh. resist nothing.
2: <laughs> and Aru has like a, what a, is a bomb bazooka, I assume. And the hawk was being controlled by Russel. And Ashe has a bow, and she sniped the baldwins, And then there's Shad.
1: Why is Shad there?
2: He's got a book.
1: So did they just show up because they saw a huge monster attack the barrier around the castle and then go rampaging
0: inside of it?
2: What do you think, Crystal?
0: Yeah, I think that probably would have drawn uh, quite a bit of attention.
2: I I don't know, and it's it's kind of really disappointing
1: because they don't do anything else. There's like ah, oh, we got it, guys.
2: Good job. Good. Keep up the work, Link.
1: Then you never see them again.
2: Also, Shad was completely useless.
1: But yeah, he's here as chronicler, and to tell them they're not doing a good enough job. Okay. Okay, take us through the rest.
2: Okay, you get the boss key here, and then you climb up further um, in the castle.
1: Kill more Dark Nuts.
2: Uh, here, right before the boss room, you there's a little door locked by a small key, and that's the one you can get from the graveyard, so it's in a completely optional room. Uh huh. Um, and there's nothing really useful in there. There's just a lot of rupees and bombs and arrows. It's a boss fountain. It's a boss fountain. You get a happy Zelda stamp.
1: Oh, that's nice.
2: That's about it. Um, you enter into the boss door.
1: Uh, you And you have to do that thing where you have to dodge all those moving spiky wall things jumping back and forth on the spinner tracks.
2: Oh, that was before. But yeah, some parts of the castle have entirely collapsed.
1: I love that they brought the spinner back for Hyrule Castle.
2: <laughs> they built the spinners in case the stairs collapsed?
1: Yeah, basically. How much
0: walking does Zelda have to do every day?
2: <laughs> every day,
1: a lot. Well, I mean, she has her own spinner.
0: Ah. Like if if you if you are summoned, if you're going to go to the court of Hyrule and make an appeal to Zelda, you really need to do some cardio to prepare.
2: Seriously, and have a claw shot, or maybe they have claw shots on dainty little pillows for you.
0: Or, or maybe there's just
1: like people who will take you across certain sections. And this is just like the defenses that Zant had to get past in his initial attack.
2: <laughs> well, it, it kind of sucks because if you have if you have a flappy bird or something, you can just bypass all this. Yeah. Or if you come in through the sewers, I guess. Yeah,
1: Ganon that's was doing awkward.
2: it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, just thinking of Zelda having to travel from her bedroom. I don't know if that large tower place is her bedroom. It's kind of plain. Uh-huh. But over to the, the throne room and it's like, um... A lot of it's outdoors, and what if it's raining and thundering like it is now?
1: It's an improbably large castle.
2: Yeah. Um, Anyway, the boss door leads you outside. You have a whole nice flight of stairs. And then you get to the sanctum. It's the sanctum.
1: I think of it as it's, it's the equivalent of the sanctum in Breath of the Wild.
0: The sanctum is like so high on this ridiculously large castle that it appears to be above the mountains that are surrounding Castletown. It may be. Like, you, you can't even really see anything that's below it.
1: Hyrule Castle, in and of itself, basically qualifies as a small mountain.
0: Yes. Like, when you get to the Sanctum, you might as well be in a different dimension.
1: <laughs> it's so <laughs> big. I do like that you go through the boss door and expect the boss fight to start, but no, you better climb up, like, 500 more stairs, and then stuff goes real. Yeah. And then there's Ganondorf.
2: Yeah, well, you enter into the large throne room, and the first thing you notice, I think, is that there's a giant goddess head statue on the floor.
0: It's just been decapitated. Yes. Oh, which one is this? Which one?
2: It's hard to Didn't tell. did he break all of them? He broke all of oh. them. But it's just one of their heads, but they all look alike, kind of. So I, I couldn't really say which one he struck down. Um, And then Link looks up, and... At the statues and there there's a little there's a giant triforce in the centre of the statues and there is Zelda suspended as like a decorative piece or something. I was like <gasps> Yeah, and he sort of runs towards her, but Minna's like, No, hold up, look down, stupid. And there's Ganondorf, so he's like, Okay, I better not just <laughs>
0: And Ganondorf's like, Hey. Welcome to my castle.
2: Oh, that's such a good line.
1: It's not bad. Yeah. Ganondorf's a dick in this one yeah he's the worst
2: just sitting on that throne chilling out not even playing his organ or nothing
1: i i like that minna says i've been dying to meet you and she gets this really aggressive big toothy fucking smile
2: Yeah, this entire conversation is just between Ganondorf and Midna. I guess Link doesn't talk.
1: Yeah, Link just of like, don't. Uh,
2: they just don't even talk about him.
1: No, no, no. It's like he's basically not there. This is very much an adversarial meeting between Ganondorf and the actual Twilight Princess.
2: Shall we read what Ganondorf says?
0: Your people have long amused me, Midna, to defy the gods with such petty magic, only to be cast aside. How very pathetic. Pathetic as they were, though, They served me well. Their anguish was my nourishment. Mm. Their hatred bled across the void and awakened me. I drew deep of it and grew strong again. Your people had some skill, to be sure, but they lacked true power. The kind of absolute power that those chosen by the gods wield. He who wields such power make a suitable king for this world, don't you think? There is a certain
1: relationship between Ganondorf and his power that is very unique to this game, and that he sees himself as chosen by the gods, even though he plainly has problems with them.
2: Yeah, he says fuck you to them.
1: Which implies that he was not responsible for gaining the Triforce of Power for himself, which only fits with what we've seen of him up to this point. But that is just doubly interesting because every other version of Ganondorf is someone who has stolen that power or worked for it or has a very concrete relationship with it. And Ganondorf in Twilight Princess seems to be operating according to the same degree of ignorance as almost everyone else in the series. And this is the only time that's true of him.
2: It's kind of funny because during his line about The kind of absolute power that that those chosen by the gods wield. He looks up at Zelda. Yeah. Which I was like, on one hand, maybe he's just plotting for his next step, but, but on the other hand, maybe he still thinks that the Triforce is in her.
1: Yes. Yeah. I think that's totally what he's thinking, but he hasn't figured out how to extract it. Yeah,
2: he has. He's missing a few steps here. It's kind of interesting.
1: Yeah. It only works if you've played Ocarina of Time, but that part of the characterization does seem fairly clear.
2: What's also interesting, though, is that he identifies or calls Midna's people Midna's people and... He
1: doesn't uh, identify them as being related to him.
2: Yeah, your people, not my people.
1: Yeah, they're not Gerudo as far as he can tell.
2: Right. I think that's the most damning thing to me because if he has any claim on anything, even remotely, he will claim it. But I don't know. I think that
1: one of my favorite things about this sequence is when Ganondorf, Midna responds to Ganondorf's speech there about how she's going to whoop his ass. And Ganon, this is the only time in the series that I think this happens is that Ganondorf looks past Midna to Link. And then he says, Shadow has been moved by light, it seems. How amusing. And I think that's the first time, maybe the only time, that the perspective of a villain has been used... As a way to suggest a character relationship that could be used for shipping arguments. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the truly most important thing about.
1: Am I Western wrong? Games. No. I think I'm super right.
2: Yeah. He is implying that there.
1: Midna is fighting for Link more than for what she's saying.
2: Yeah. It's- Why does
0: Gan have Zelda's body? Uh, what do you mean? Why is her body here?
2: I. I think he teleported it here once he started sensing that she had the Triforce, only she handed over the Triforce, so it sucks to be him. You
1: know. Oh, so it's like, he's like, ah, I smell something. Where'd he go? Like that? Yeah. Oh, because I just figured that it's like, once she came under the power of the Twilight, he was like, what the fuck is going on over here? And then that's when he showed up.
2: Maybe. It's hard to say.
1: It's hard to say. Why do you think that he has her body?
0: Oh, I think Zelda was always sitting in here, and her goth rope projection was just a projection.
2: Ooh. Maybe she projected away... Well, the Triforce was with the projection.
0: Why would they need to have a
1: guard for a projection?
2: Hmm, that's true.
1: I don't know. They didn't have a guard. <laughs> but they did. That's why Link had to run away at the beginning of the game, because the guard was coming. That's because Link smelled bad. Oh, he is a very stinky dog. And... uh Okay, so then they... Oh, I just love that Ganon goes, yes, try to deny me, you and your little friend.
2: Clearly Link is the little friend. And too.
1: your little friend. Because <laughs> he doesn't recognize this motherfucker. This guy isn't anyone important.
2: Uh, but he got defeated, but I guess Link wasn't necessarily wearing the... He wasn't wearing,
1: he wasn't wearing the tunic. He probably wasn't carrying the master sword. Oh,
2: uh, yeah. He
0: was just some guy who fought really fucking hard. The hero has not been established as a thing. Not for Ganondorf, anyway. Even though the hero, Shade, does recognize it as a thing.
1: Yeah. Or at least it hasn't been established as a thing from Ganondorf's perspective, because he's really separated from the larger cultural uh, zeitgeist going on in Hyrule. He was
2: away for a while.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he, he hasn't been here. And I think that's the point when... Ganondorf turns
0: into a bunch of pixels and he flies into Zelda. <laughs> yeah, Midna so, tries to stop. Uh, first, where did Ganondorf get his power? Because he talks about their hatred led across the void and awakened me. But Midna says everyone was serene. I think probably he heard Zant's thoughts.
2: Maybe it was just Zant. That's sort of unfortunate, but like the, the, the anguish and greed of one person was sufficient to...
1: That does kind of that's that's kind of a running theme in this series. It only takes one person with enough evil desire to really ruin shit.
2: Yeah. And then they woke the bad dude, the, the bad god,
1: the devil woke up. What's your take on
0: it? I was thinking maybe like he. The reason they were serene is because Ganondorf was sucking out all their hate. Oh.
2: Former.
1: You think that they will be a much more lively people once Ganondorf is dead?
2: Yeah. Fascinating.
1: That's a thought. I genuinely had never considered that. Huh. that's a cool idea for a second i thought you meant where did ganondorf get his pixel powers
2: <laughs> but that's fair too
1: because a lot of what he does here feels a lot like twilight magic
2: but it can't yeah, no
0: be- it absolutely looks like twilight magic
2: yeah
1: yeah like when midna teleports link he basically turns into a bunch of pixels and flies away and ganondorf does exactly the same yeah, thing here he
2: poo-poos twilight magic but this-
1: then uses the shit out of it
2: yeah um, and Midna tries to stop him by blocking Zelda physically with her imp body.
1: Yeah, <laughs> she does the anime heroine thing where she throws her arms wide in front of Zelda to protect her from whatever Ganondorf is about to do. Ganondorf's just like, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> and just kind of goes around her or through her and then into Zelda. And then there's this r- actually really tender moment where Midna realizes that the Dark Power is housed inside of Zelda. And she realizes that if she kills Zelda, she might be able to stop all of this. And she looks for a second as if she's going to rip Zelda's throat out. And she can't bring herself to do it. And she stops and she cups Zelda's face with her hands. And it's just this really quiet moment for a second before Zelda's eyes open, and it's fucking Ganon.
2: I think it's really sweet. Like, Minda, near the whole end part, is just very focused on saving or reviving Zelda. Yeah. Almost all of her lines are towards that director or include that. Yeah. It's sweet.
0: Zelda got nor did Oh my gosh.
1: I did make a tweet to that effect. That is the best way for me to understand how that's going on. Did the um, thing where Zinhort, uh possesses people, did that come up before Twilight Princess or after? B- before? When did he start no, doing after,
0: No, after. After. Well, no, before. Before. What was the first <laughs> game where that happened? I think it happened in
1: Kingdom Hearts 1. Did Riku run around with yellow eyes? I think that happened. But wasn't the Riku in Kingdom Hearts 1 not the real Riku in the first place? Maybe.
2: <laughs>
0: no one really I'm knows. A ru- what- I'm a little rusty on my KH lore. Monica left.
2: <laughs> I'm going to use this Kingdom Hearts moment to fill my water cup.
1: She's getting she's getting some water. And uh, yeah, I guess Zelda got norted or did Aqua get... Got Dorfed. Yeah, got dwarfed. Did Aqua get
0: dwarfed? Yeah, Aqua appears to have been dwarfed.
1: What if at the end of Kingdom Hearts 3, it turns out that Aqua isn't possessed by Xenohort, she's possessed by Ganon?
0: That's not outside of the realm of possibility.
2: And it's the start of Mushroom Kingdom Hearts.
1: Oh, that would be... Or
2: Hyrule Kingdom Hearts.
1: That would be really fun. I would like Mushroom Kingdom Hearts.
2: What about Hyrule Kingdom Hearts?
1: Yeah, but I want it to be Mushroom Kingdom Hearts. Because, like, when you're dealing with the Mushroom Kingdom, you can include all kinds of silly stuff. Yeah. Including stuff from Zelda. And Mushroom Kingdom, it's just a phrase by itself. Nobody says Hyrule Kingdom. They say Mushroom Kingdom all the time. Okay. And then you have to fight Zelda, but you're not allowed to hit Zelda. So you just play the tennis with her. (laughs) And this is the only sequence in which Zelda via Ganon, or Ganon via Zelda, I'm not really sure how to phrase that, uh, uses Zelda's sword. But they don't do like sword fighting because that would allow you to actually hit Zelda. Instead, they do this thing where they just kind of fly across the arena with the
0: sword held out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're basically recreating the Ganondorf fight from Ocarina, essentially, except with a really cool floor attack
2: that got transported into Hyrule Warriors. It's
1: Zelda's best attack in Hyrule Warriors by a million billion miles. A golden
2: triangle glow. Uh,
1: it's so good. It's the oh, it's the best attack she has. Full stop. With any of her weapons, so good. And then you reflect Ganondorf's magic back at Ganondorf in the Zelda body, and it's interesting. The scene where he possesses Zelda is actually pretty creepy because it's not just that she wakes up with golden eyes; her skin has changed into like this whitish, bluish color, and she's covered in like these dark magic veins all over her face. And when yeah, she- it
0: looks like the Palladium poisoning from Iron Man too.
1: It actually does look (laughs) a lot like the palladium poisoning from Iron Man 2. And when she opens her eyes, she literally flings Midna out of the room, or Ganondorf does. Yeah,
2: it's the Navi thing.
1: Yeah, it's the Navi thing. You don't get Midna in this fight because Ganondorf's power is great enough to just fling her out. Just like, piss off. And... He does this really creepy teleporting thing with her where it's almost like the happy mask salesman. When the camera moves across Link, Ganondorf in Zelda's body will be in a different part of the fucking room depending on where the camera is looking.
2: It's also unnerving because whenever you get hit, Ganondorf laughs.
1: And he's always talking in his own voice. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's good. It's not a mechanically interesting fight, I don't think. But it is good thematically. And it's the only time you fight Zelda, sort of or that zelda has done combat up to this point in the series i think yes you know it's only two games until we get to spirit tracks
2: we're nearly there Cam.
1: we're almost fucking there everybody uh so yeah you throw gan's magic back at him and he's like that really sucks ah. <laughs> that's what happened and then Minna does the same move that she <coughs> did to Zant and grabs Zelda and forces Ganon out of her and he's like Does bah! not
2: impale her Do- on the
1: Does not grabs Zelda in the big meaty lava hands and like squeezes hard and the pixel Ganon shoots out between her fingers.
2: And Zelda's safe on the throne and there's this cute scene between Link and Midna where they're like we got this.
1: This is good. Does Minna return the power to Zelda here? No. It happens? When does it happen?
2: Well, this is actually where I stopped doing notes.
1: Crystal, do you remember where Minda returns the power to Zelda? I want to say it's after this fight. I think
2: it's after. Because you have to fight Dark Beast Ganon first.
1: Okay. So they're like, ah, looks like we did the thing. That's totally the thing that killed the last bad guy. And then they turn around and Ganondorf's giant enraged... No, wait. No, that's after. I'm sorry. And... The pixels are recoalescing into a roughly man-shaped thing, and then they start growing and growling, and then it's a big pig.
2: It's a pig, yeah.
1: Yeah, big Twilight Beast Ganon, big and pig. And the drums start. Yeah, I like the drum part.
0: It's a good song on this part.
2: What do you guys think of Dark Beast Ganon?
0: I like this fight because he used the, the sumo wrestling goat mechanics.
1: That is a cool part. It establishes that Link is extremely powerful. And that Minna helps
0: and also is extremely powerful. So Ganon started this this fight in human form with, like, a glowing chest scar. Yeah. And it's only gotten bigger and bigger. Yeah. Wait, does it get bigger or is it just that it
1: gets bigger when he transforms into Ganon?
0: Like, it, it's not just proportionally larger, it's, like, a different shape and longer. Is
1: it just the change to... Ganon, or is it also something that persists when he returns to his human form? Well, let me check.
2: I think he has it in human form, too.
1: Yeah, but the question is if it grows over the course of the fight. Because oh. it's, it's, it's like, stretched out when he turns into the pig. And it's disproportionately huge, as if his chest has expanded to be 80% of the length of his body.
0: It looks like it's bigger when he comes turns back into a human. Or at least there's like, it, there's like more cracks along his chest, whereas before it was more of a clean cut.
1: That's pretty cool. Well, you do spend some time in this fight uh, really tearing into it with your big dog teeth. Yeah. So you do the goat wrangling mechanic, and Ganon runs around in portals, and you kind of have to shoot the topaz that's on his head, or is that a different wound? Anyway, you have to shoot him, and he falls over, and you attack him, and that's the fight.
2: Do you two like this fight?
1: I like this fight. It's a fun fight. It is the part where this battle starts to feel too long, though.
0: Yeah, this is like four boss fights in a row.
1: And each of them is a really long boss fight, and they get longer with every stage. Like, the fight with Possessed Zelda, that's a decent length. The fight with Twilight Beast Ganon, that's
2: pretty long.
1: And then what comes next? Um,
2: Then you think that again is defeated
1: because he bursts into flames and collapses and basically disintegrates and they're
0: like hey and he's like do a little fist bump and then zelda's soul comes back into her body yes is that how we're doing it oh wait
2: do both
1: of you support this particular interpretation of the text
2: soul spirit i think yeah i think zelda's awareness was with midna and so she was your heart Please Your
0: heart you. and mind were as one, however brief.
2: Yes. So
0: and
1: so, Minna M- M- is really moved almost to the point of being upset to the by the empathy that Zelda is showing her. There's a lot going on between these two characters in so few lines.
2: In my very extended Twilight Princess shipping. Uh-huh. This is kind of crucial. Yeah. That she observed the events.
1: I see. Yeah. Oh, because, otherwise there's not much because to the, the zelink stuff doesn't make any fucking sense yeah okay i, I have bad news is. though
2: okay <laughs>
1: you, you're basing an entire canon interpretation about how you want your shipping to work
2: yeah oh
1: yeah uh, <laughs> <Maka makes laughs> I've got no-, no qualms about this uh, uh, yeah. but, but
2: no it is supported textually at least heart and mind or heart their hearts were together <laughs> uh, <okay.
1: laughs> <laughs> so Ganon turns into smoke and everybody's like, ah, we did it, we're good. And Zelda's like, thanks, Minna, you're really a good person. And Minna's like, oh, princess. And then they hear by they're like, rah! And they turn around and it's Ganon
0: the demon god flaming
1: head. Who's-
0: yeah, he looks a lot like YHVH from Shin Megami Tensei.
1: Yes. He also looks a lot like certain forms of Maladus from the spirit tracks.
0: <coughs> mm.
1: The bad god, literally... For the Yahweh comparison. Huh. Do you take any particular meaning from that? Is Do you think that's intentional? No. <laughs> I think it might be intentional, but it's just the way he's presenting himself. And is like, okay, well...
2: Is this his true form right now? This sort of shadowy form? Because he's not really alive. He's super alive. What do you mean? He's been alive for a long time. So? He's more spirit than...
1: How do you figure?
2: He's not quite anchored down in this world. <laughs>
1: That's because he's pretty close to being a god, I think.
2: Fair. Okay.
1: I mean, we're talking about somebody who can transform that freely. The idea of having a true form seems completely arbitrary.
2: Hmm. Okay, well, please continue.
1: And Midna's like, okay, well, this is something that I don't want y'all to fight, so y'all get out of here. And Link is like, wait, hold on, no, don't do that! And they're teleported out just as he's reaching for Midna. And Ganondorf sees Midna and roars, and Midna puts the entirety of the mask back on herself and transforms into her big trident-wielding monster boss form. And the last shot that we get is her pulling out that big magic-killing trident, spinning it around and lunging with it to stab Ganondorf in the fucking face.
2: You kind of get this moment here where you're like, oh, so I don't get to actually fight and defeat the final boss? That's
1: actually what I thought. The first time we played through this, I thought that we were watching the ending sequence because the fight with Puppet Zelda and Dark Beast Ganon was so long that I thought the fight was just over. Do you remember? But it's
0: not over because as uh, Link and Zelda are in Hyrule Field, the castle kind of erupts. Basically, blows up. It basically explodes. Yeah.
1: And then they're like, uh, and they turn around and Ganondorf is there on his huge horse and he's holding up Midna's helmet and he (laughs) literally crushes it in his fucking hands.
2: That's such a great moment. That is
1: like, okay, now it's real. Also, Midna's fucking dead.
2: That is the implication. Very shocking.
1: And that's where it shifts over into, no, now it's the final battle, assholes. The person you actually cared about over the course of the game, she's done. Now you have Zelda. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oof and then gannon is pretty absurdly powerful in this scene
2: oh uh, yeah
0: yeah he-, he just he easily defeated the fused shadow and then crushes it
2: and then warps like, his pony
0: like it, it's the most
1: lovingly animated breakage of any material in the entire <laughs> game because he does he crushes it in his hand and it breaks into like five pieces and pebbles slide pebbles slide out from between his fingers and these really high MIDI strings play <laughs> as he's doing it.
2: And he's so gleeful about it.
1: He loves it. Uh, <sighs> it's, it's, yeah, he's pretty absurdly powerful in this one because the, the fused shadow has been established as a really huge source of power.
2: And it was game breaking earlier.
1: And now it's gone.
2: Yeah. And, and so is Midna.
1: And Zelda's like, okay, um, hey, light spirits, help me out here. And, Zelda and Link get warped out as Ganondorf summons his necromantic army of ghost riders and rides them down. And just as he's about to slash through them, Zelda and Link get teleported out. And yeah, Ganondorf's a necromancer in this one. I kind of forget that every once in a while.
2: I really like how um, Zelda beseeches Link.
1: <laughs> how do you mean?
2: She, she bows to him.
1: Oh, yeah, you would like that, what? wouldn't you? Yeah, that's, that's pretty much exactly your uh, thing. What, yeah? Yeah, I mean, it is. Okay.
2: Anyway, and they, they have to do the horse battle that was totally the whole point of Twilight Princess.
1: Now. Oh, God, yeah. You know what we really need as a way to like just bring this whole finale sequence together? Another
0: goddamn horse combat sequence where you're not to be fair cameron the horse combat controls are extremely good and responsive
2: (laughs) completely
0: and it's not just that they're good and responsive they give you personally
1: the player total control over the firing of the light arrows so as long as you're skillful enough there won't be any problems with getting those attacks to hit
2: all of these are lies
1: Yeah, just in case our listeners aren't actually familiar with the final battle of Twilight Princess, the third phase, um, I guess they just call it like Rider Ganon or some bullshit, has you fighting Ganondorf and his tons of Ghost Riders.
2: That respawn.
1: That respawn infinitely. Um, You can hit them with your sword, but you can't really hit Ganondorf. He'll just knock the fuck out of you what you have to do with ganondorf is ride more or less behind him in a path that follows him close enough that when zelda fires the light arrows that they will hit him which means that he cannot be traveling uh perpendicular to you by more than a few degrees or her light arrows will miss every time so you have to be right on his ass
2: it's the worst His light
0: arrows are pretty powerful
1: they are. They're
2: When they hit.
1: They're definitely uh, Wind Waker light arrows as opposed to uh, Ocarina of Time light arrows, I think. Because she hits him like six or seven times and it just knocks him off his fucking horse. And he collapses and all the ghost riders disappear. And then he stands up and he's like, hey, you know what? Fuck this.
2: Time for phase four.
1: Time for phase four. <coughs> and he... When he says an impressive looking blade, but nothing more, is he referring to the master sword?
2: I'm not sure. I think we should check that.
0: I i mean, he wouldn't be referring to his own sword, I think sword, he's referring right?
2: to his own sword.
0: Hold on. Why would he talk about his own sword that way?
2: Well, this is the sword that um, he took from the sages that did a pretty serious wound on him. We're pulling mm. up the scene right now. Boop, boop. It's got a huge... Oh no, that's... I thought that was
1: okay. So the way that he frames this, he's looking at his own sword, as he says, an impressive looking blade, but nothing more to say that okay. when they tried to kill him, it was actually with a very ordinary sword, or at least to him, it's an ordinary sword because it did leave a big glowing wound in his chest. And, and he says, would you hear my desire to take this accursed blade and blot out the life, for, the light forever? And then it recreates the final battle from Ocarina of Time where you're surrounded by what is basically just twilight magic again to keep out Zelda so that Ganondorf and Link can have a big fight.
2: I, I really like how Ganondorf you know, thinks, well, you're going to try to kill me with this sword. Well, you'll see about that, and he just like keeps it for the sole purpose of wrecking shit with it, so then he can point out that it was their own swords that did it.
1: I think that he very probably would have killed all of the sages with that sword if he had had the opportunity.
2: Yeah, he likes the irony.
0: Why is the twilight magic so weak? What do you mean? Like, it, the, it doesn't do anything to Ganondorf, basically. But then the light arrows seem to sting him quite a bit.
1: It does manage to force him out of Zelda's body. It's not like Yeah. It's not like he's immune to it, but it's true that he was badly weakened when that happened.
2: I think it might just be because the light based magic is so focused, it's all geared towards getting rid of him. I think
1: it's more that the light based magic also comes from the gods. Oh. And they're just operating on a different tier than every other kind of magic. Like, the Twilight Magic is some serious stuff, as long as you're not talking about magic that comes from the gods of the Triforce. And Mm -hmm. when you're doing that, it might as well not exist. I guess he just likes Twilight Magic aesthetically, though, because he definitely uses it again here. Yes. Okay,
0: so Light Magic is like a (laughs) dragon-type. I was thinking about
2: Pokemon. Great. Yeah,
0: God Magic is like dragon-type, and it's super effective against itself, but it's pretty resistant to everything else. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll go with that.
1: And the Master Sword is a fairy weapon.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay. That works so on multiple no levels. Yeah, good job. And and Ganon's magic?
1: Ganon bad. Okay. Ganon's dark magic, interestingly, like, the magic that Ganondorf wields when his power is still sealed in Wind Waker seems much more destructive than anything that Midna does in this game.
2: Because he can blight an island.
1: He can shatter an island like it's made of porcelain. He can uh, make night eternal, curse the entire sea so that it is constantly storming and no one can sail. There's all kinds of shit that he's doing solely with his own power.
0: Well, Midna was too weak to defeat Ganon, so it's time for Link to kill him with his big, strong, manly arms.
2: Oh, yeah. (laughs) And in this fight, you you get these... What do you call them? QTEs? They're basically QTEs, yes. When
1: Ganondorf does his thing where he holds his sword in both hands and charges at Link, you get a prompt to press A, and you'll do a jumping attack into it, and your swords clash together, and you kind of have to shove against Ganondorf.
2: You literally out-shove Ganondorf. You
1: literally are stronger than Ganondorf. Now, in fairness, Link is like... This is one of the only sequences in which you can really tell how small Link is compared to Ganondorf. And even here, it's difficult because the camera is so low to the ground. But Link literally only comes up to Ganondorf's waist. So he has all the leverage advantage.
2: Yeah. Use that leverage advantage. And your knowledge of sumo.
1: And your knowledge of sumo. Yeah. It's just like... You wonder whether or not they're going to go all in on this idea of Link as a masculine powerhouse and then he literally beats Ganondorf by out-shoving him. <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah. It's a cool fight though. I like the music. It's kind of a shame that Ganondorf's actually easier than an iron nu- than a dark nut is.
2: And it's phase 4 and everybody's tired.
1: We're all fucking tired. We're tired just talking about it.
0: But you do it. You, you kill Ganon with your manly strength, and then you stab him right in his light hole.
1: With the Master Sword, and then Link lets go and just leaves the Master Sword there.
0: <laughs> Oof. And then begins the most surreal cutscene in the game. Which
1: is saying something, because this game has had some shit in it.
0: So, there's no music anymore. The background is all just uh, light, and Link is staring down at Ganon, and Zelda's, like, staring at him too. As he just opens his mouth so wide and screams. It really hurts. Yeah. (laughs) Then the camera pans all the way up until they look like ants. And then it fades to black. And then it cuts to Ganon by himself trying to stand back up. Which is pretty metal. While he has the Master Sword going all the way through his body. And he says, Do not think this ends here. The history of light and shadow will be written in blood.
2: Ooh.
1: And this is, as he's talking, the music comes back in, and it's like the kind of creepy Twilight-adjacent music that f- it sounds kind of like a choir. Yeah. And then what What happened? do you think this line means? Uh, I think he's just being an asshole. He
2: fully intends to... He's
1: placing a curse.
2: He's trying to wreck more shit, I think.
1: He's definitely... I think that Ganondorf is saying, I will be back. This is the equivalent to the curse from Ocarina of Time.
2: Okay.
0: Hmm. More or less. Because Ganon does not seem to be aware of any kind of cycle.
1: No, absolutely not. This is him saying that you can't keep me out. I will return and I will never
0: really die.
2: I got the sense in this moment that he was actually going to try to do more. Really? Right now. Yeah. Yeah, It seems like he was
0: going to use the Triforce to do something, but then it fades from his hands. Yes.
1: What's going on there?
0: I <laughs> If you if you kill someone good enough, you can take their triforce? Like
1: I've we can come up with a pretty decent explanation for everything else that goes on in this sequence, I think. There's nothing here that's so strange that we can't go, "Ah, oh, well, it was probably this." But this bit where the triforce of power seemingly abandons Ganondorf is
0: mystifying. Yeah. Where did it go? Well, he's not the most powerful anymore. Is it just that he lost control of it because he's so close to death?
2: Or maybe he expended it? That's weird.
0: No. Where did it go is a great question.
2: I like the, what you brought up, Crystal, that he was out and therefore not most powerful. Yeah. Link has two Triforces, <laughs> he just doesn't know. Sure, why not? Well, I mean, what other explanation is there?
1: I don't have anything. Yeah. I genuinely don't
0: fucking know.
2: So it depowers and he's shocked, right? Please continue.
0: It, it Once it depowers it looks like he's fading out He's gonna. He's ready for death And then it cuts to uh, a shot of Zant In some sort of teal glowy background Yeah And he just like It looks like he's watching Ganon He just blinks And then he's, he snaps his own neck But like not, not with his hands He just like takes it to the side And there's a neck snap sound
1: Tilts it real far
0: Yeah he tilts it hard. And then... that And that kills Ganon.
1: He dies on his feet.
2: That's weird. Yeah. And he gets the badass die on feet moment. Yeah, that's
1: the, the most manly way to die.
2: But what's this going on with Zant?
1: Zant seems to have been linked to Ganondorf's life force somehow. And having Ganondorf's power invested in him.
2: Housed in him? He
1: never genuinely died. And that he... I think maybe... It's the case that it was a scenario sort of like with Midna and Zelda, where Ganondorf carries around that part of Zant, but in not acting on his side of the bargain and supporting Zant when he was supposed
0: to, Zant
1: abandoned him
0: too. And that basically- So Zant Zant killed himself, which killed Ganon? Sure.
2: Um, Okay. I think maybe- Maybe Ganondorf would actually revive on and on if Zant was still alive, and he doesn't know that Zant has died. And this is thematically the indication: No, Zant is fucking dead.
1: I don't know because this definitely feels like an act on Zant's part, like Mm -hmm. a particular action that he's taking. It's not just like "Oh, Zant's dead. Whoops." It's like Zant going, "No, you know what? Fuck this.
0: Where where is Zant? Um, The void of resurrection." He's in the spirit realm that
1: manifests as a part of the power of the fucking I don't know. Maybe
0: he's in the same place where you meet the hero's shade. Yeah, and like once, once the Triforce fades, Zan can see that Ganon is not a god. He is but a man.
1: And a bad man. Yes. And so he severs their relationship and kills them both. What a weird cutscene. What a weird (laughs) goddamn cutscene. Yeah. It's like the perfect capstone to the tone of this game in a sense, but holy shit, it's so strange and hard to interpret from several angles. Like, this is the cutscene that has bothered people for uh, 12 years straight now. People haven't been able to quite understand what's going on there. People are arguing about it somewhere on
0: the internet right now. Outside of the three of us. And, uh... I think uh, Link outpowered Ganon, which means he got the Triforce of power, (laughs) which meant Ganon was mortal, but his life force was still tied to Zant, who has been disillusioned by his loss. So Zant kills himself, which kills Ganon. There's my take.
2: Okay.
1: That's a good enough take, I think. Yeah. I I don't know about that Triforce thing for a bunch of reasons, but- you know what, we'll we'll, we'll carry that one. That'll we don't be, have anything else to go on. That's the Book of Medora take for that sequence. Big Book of Medora, big take.
2: And it's quiet and it's over now.
1: It's all over now and nothing else is going to happen. Roll credits. No wait. What happens next, Crystal?
0: Uh, the light spirits, all four of them, appear on the hill behind Link and Zelda and Midna sitting there too. Was she not fucking and- dead? No, she's very alive. She just got beat up.
2: Initially, it looks like a rock. It doesn't look like Midna. We don't recognize that to be Midna.
0: She is wearing the Fia's shadow, even though again broke it. Huh. Huh. I got nothing. Why is she not dead?
2: Uh.
1: Maybe they're resurrecting her. In fact, that's actually how I interpreted this sequence.
0: It, oh, the light spirits
1: resurrecting her? Yes, absolutely. Hmm. She's no. It's notable here that she is no longer harmed... By the power of the light spirits, in spite of the fact that she no longer carries the Triforce.
2: Very true.
1: Which implies Mm. to me that it was enacted on her as a non-born from the light.
2: Mm.
0: Okay, I could see that.
2: Anyway, Link runs towards her.
0: Yeah, Link runs towards his girlfriend.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
2: And she spins around and you see that...
1: She stands up and she's super beautiful and willowy and strange looking.
2: Super smoking hot.
1: Yes, yes. And yes. you can't tell what part of her is skin and what part of her is clothes.
2: <laughs> Leading to very protracted discussions about that. Yeah. And she says, what? Say something. Am I so beautiful that you have no words left?
1: And it's like, ah, uh, they made a joke about how he doesn't talk. Ha ha ha. And Link actually looks like he's going to talk, but then the credits roll. I do like... Well,
0: there's a, there's a little more going on, Cameron. What are you talking about? What do you mean?
2: I think it comes out after the credits or midway through the credits. Oh.
0: Yeah, I forgot there was like technically post credits. Yeah.
1: Yes. They they the MCU lifted this from Twilight Princess just like uh Kingdom Hearts lifted the golden eyes thing from Twilight Princess. Twilight Princess, little known fact, actually the most important driver of pop culture force of the past 10 years.
2: <laughs> um the credits roll and then we get back to uh Zelda, Link, and Midna in the mirror chamber at the Arbiter's Grounds. And Midna says, well, I guess this is farewell, huh? Light and shadow can't mix, as we all know. But never forget that there's another world bound to this one.
1: Try not to throw any more Satans (laughs) into my backyard.
2: Thanks. And Zelda...
1: Crystal,
0: you read Zelda's lines. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. (laughs) Do you need a link to the script? No, I got it. Shadow and light are two sides of the same coin. One cannot exist without the other. I know now the reason the goddesses left the mirror of twilight in this world. They left it because it was their design that we should meet. Yes, that is what I believe.
2: That's such a Japanese line. (laughs) And also, you know... It, it, not really taking responsibility with the whole Ganondorf thing.
1: No, she totally doesn't here, Oops. actually. yeah, you know, She never apologizes on behalf of the sages or her people or her world or anything, which is why that fan comic was so good.
2: Yeah. And Midna says, Zelda, your words are kind and your heart is true. If all in Hyrule are like you, then maybe you'll do all right. Thank you.
1: And then Midna turns to Link.
2: And she steps up the stairs and she says, well, the princess spoke truly. As long as that mirror's around, we could meet again. Link, I see you later.
1: And she takes one of her tears and just kind of pushes on it. And it touches the Mirror of Twilight, which genuinely is covered in like this spider web of cracks. And then it activates and she goes into the portal and away she goes
2: and then the mirror shatters. And it like
1: big shatters.
2: Big shatters because she's the true ruler of the Twili.
1: And every, the mirror is fucking gone. You're not putting that thing back together.
2: Yep. The big tragedy.
0: The big tragedy. Midna, so why did
2: Minda do this?
0: Minda had... <laughs> so they couldn't dump toxic waste in her land again. Agree. That's basically it.
2: It was a good decision.
1: It's a the only decision that someone who is charged with protecting
2: her people could
1: have made.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like uh, what T'Chaka
2: does. And keeping Wakanda isolated, the big choice. Yeah. And leaving Killmonger. Sorry, spoilers. No,
1: No, I don't think it's very much like what T'Chaka does, Crystal. Why not? Because Minna isn't actually causing irreparable harm to anyone.
2: Except for her feelings.
1: Yeah, she just has a broken heart because she has to leave her boyfriend behind. It's okay, but like, you, you could still have your Z-Link shipping because it's just like with Mifa and Breath of the Wild. They can't be together, so.
2: <laughs> I think everybody agrees Midna is, is sweet on Link. Uh, yeah. There's no dispute about that.
1: What do you think, Crystal?
0: No, yeah, they're definitely uh, dating.
1: Yeah, they're definitely some kind of item, even if it's not like I. we can't keep going down this road. Her eyes are getting wider.
0: But then Zelda's, Zelda's going to be Link's rebound. <laughs> oh,
1: no. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I buy into this. And uh, during the credits, all the kids come back to Ordon Village. Oh,
2: that is sweet.
1: Yes, it is nice. And, like, even Colin gets this cool little scene where he walks into town with his shield on his back and shit. And Ilya, the third first. Anyway, she's a potential love interest. And she, like, says goodbye to Link as he leaves Ordon Village again. Because this Link is one of those who just keeps traveling and adventuring after the credits roll.
2: Yeah. People. Well, no, she stands by his place and people think that people initially thought they were, he was riding towards Ordon Village but he's riding out.
1: He's definitely riding out. and He's gotta
2: go do heroing.
1: She just watches him go. Shouldn't have yelled at him about that horse.
2: <laughs> nope.
1: Oh glad you remember me. Bye girl.
2: And the, the final the... scene is the in the throne room and the goddess statue thing has been repaired meaning the country is back into good shape and the end.
1: Whew. What do you think of Twilight Princess, Crystal? It's the worst
0: 3D game in the series. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, yeah, but wh- more
1: specifically.
0: You know, it's like... I kind of actually like the art style now that they made the textures good. Hell yeah.
2: It's a lot prettier. It's, yeah, it,
0: it's, very, it's very mid-2000s, and I am very nostalgic for that era. Uh, the dungeons are pretty good. The between-dungeon stuff is too much it's too complicated and there's too much of it what about the horse combat no that sucks (laughs) (laughs) like the side characters and towns like i like hyrule castle town but there's not actually that much in it as much as the environment kind of implies there could be uh it's certainly no majora's mask or even i would say wind waker how
1: much um what do you think of the game's lore
0: it's uh alright in within itself. A lot of it is very hard to reconcile with the rest of the series. Mm.
2: I find it a mess. The lore is a mess in this game. And that's not just like the are the twiley, the Grudo, and you know like what is going on with the gods and the whole Triforces not being called Triforces. That part's not important. Yeah.
1: It's the other stuff, like the uku.
2: And the Uku Uka. and the city in the sky. Whatever. And um,
1: the, the the if it wasn't for crystals, absolutely. No wait. What, if it wasn't for her ability to guide us through this, I don't know that I could have put things together in the same way.
2: The Triforce disappearing from Ganondorf. Uh
1: huh. Yeah. <laughs> and if it wasn't for the way that we ended up agreeing on how four swords adventures fits into the timeline i don't think twilight princess would make any sense
2: yeah four swords adventure is the most important zelda game the
1: most important zelda game for understanding the trial timeline
0: yeah no fsa was very it's a difficult game to place it always was and they very clearly just threw it at the end of the least the timeline with the least stuff in it yeah
1: but then we do the reading of, it and it's like, oh, now everything's making more sense if we assume that this is a backstory of the Twili a little bit.
2: Yes, in mm-hmm. an alternate branch.
1: Yeah, because of the Twilight Mirror that yes. they have. Yes, instead
2: of, like, literally the um, the mirror and the Twili turning into the Shadow Links. that's terrible. Should that we, direction's terrible, the historian version.
1: Should we endeavor not to have any more series that are quite this long?
0: Yeah, you want to make Skyward Sword shorter?
2: That's going to be hard. That's
1: difficult because Skyward Sword's actually a lot more dense in terms of things to talk about. But yeah, I think we can oh, shoot yeah. for it. Let's okay. see how it goes. I think, I, I think we can do that. I think that if we try real hard and we're disciplined, we can definitely make it fewer than eight parts.
2: We keep our Kingdom Hearts references to a minimum.
1: That is not That was not the problem with this game. Our sidetracked bullshit has been the case in every single episode. It didn't matter. Yeah,
2: no, I know. I was just kidding. I like our, our Kingdom Hearts digressions.
1: It lets you go get some water. <laughs> Crystal, would you like to read some emails?
0: I would love to read some emails. Where can people send us emails? The
1: best place to send us emails, the only place to send us emails, would be at book of Medora Podcast at gmail.com.
0: That's book of Medora Podcast at gmail.com. Before we get into the emails, I would like to read a tweet that's been sitting in our question document for quite a while.
2: Ooh.
0: From a friend of the show, Ty. Is the spinner top actually cool, or have my memories been corrupted by that sweet zombie dragon boss fight? Also, is there any relationship between the zombie dragon and Twilight Princess, and the one Super Mario RPG? The spinner
1: top's cool. I like the spinner top. It's much more limited than memory might tell us, but it's cool. It is neat. It makes that cool gear turning sound whenever you use it, and you and the fact that you have that sweet zombie dragon
0: boss fight does make it cool all on its own. I don't think the zombie dragon in this game is related to zombone. Yeah, I think zombone is its own thing.
2: There are other zombie dragons. I feel,
0: and there's also
1: more zombie dragons in Paper Mario. It's just a motif that uh, Nintendo likes more than From Software does, and that's saying something.
0: There's also zombie dragons
1: in Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh-huh.
2: Are they cards?
1: Yeah. What's that Digimon that's like a zombie dragon? Oh, the... Oh, God. It's one of those Greymons.
2: I feel like there's yeah, ones like in Final sk- Fantasy too that you just throw Phoenix Downs on and oh, so yeah, on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Definitely. Yeah, it's like a Skeleton Greymon from when... Skull Greymon. Skull Greymon. Yeah, that happened when Ty pushed uh, Greymon too far and it became dark
2: and twisted.
1: Uh yeah. In my day, when you pushed Greymon too far, it would just fucking die.
2: Because you played the Tamagotchi. Tamagotchi. Yeah,
0: yeah. Skull Greymon is like a deconstruction of Raichu. Go on. And that uh, you know, Raichus are only wielded by trainers who don't love their Pokemon. Thank you for the nice question, Ty. (laughs) Does uh, the Dragon Zombie in Yu-Gi-Oh is just called Dragon Zombie? Well, that's easy to remember. Okay.
1: Shall I read the first email? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. This email comes to us from Daniel. Do Din, Faror, and Nehru actually exist, or are they just the results of people anthropomorphizing the pieces of the Triforce? Or, alternatively, did they exist as mortals who used the Triforce for some great deeds and got mythologized because of it? It seems to me that there's not a lot of evidence pointing towards them actually existing, but a whole lot of unreliable narrators attributing stuff to them. You don't have to read all of this out. Oh, but yes I do, Daniel. Uh, but according to the Zelda Gamepedia page on the Golden Goddesses, they list these things. Din cultivated the land, Nehru gave the spirit of law to the world, and Lene- and Lanehru, I'm assuming Faror, produced all life forms who would uphold the law. What exactly all that means is ambiguous, and the Deku Tree might not be a reliable narrator. Of course, all of the... yeah, I, yeah. Uh, they gave Hylia the Triforce for safekeeping. This comes from Skyward Sword's introduction, which might be an omniscient narrator or might be an in-universe story. I can't remember if that's actually said by Hylia in the story. They ordered three light spirits to seal away the interlopers. This comes from Twilight Princess's Lanayru, who is the only in-game character I know of who supposedly had direct contact with the old gods. This order may or may not have been indirect. They commanded the sages to guard the Mirror of Twilight. The sage saying this may just be repeating what others said to them, however. I have no clue how old those guys are. They appointed Link as the hero chosen by the goddesses, which seems like bullshit, but Lanayru also said that. One of the sages in Twilight Princess also says you have been sent by the goddesses, and Faron says that his green tunic once belonged to the ancient hero chosen by the gods. They caused a great flood. The English localization uses gods throughout, however, rather than goddesses, and ultimately the one who floods Hyrule is Daphnis and the Triforce. Interestingly, the Boundary Break episode on Wind Waker shows that the peace of the Triforce position themselves above the waterfalls rather than just despawning so okay the basics of it is do the triforce gods exist
0: uh one more thing before we get more directly into this email the recent uh zelda encyclopedia recently published in english does place the uh ceiling of the interlopers after the events of skyward sword really yeah
1: wow good thing that's not canon yeah or we'd have to like do some real rethinking about it (laughs)
2: We should really read that encyclopedia, though. But I feel like I'd get upset—not upset,
1: no, not upset no, but like, I, I, I've seen things gas. from inside of it, and
2: yeah, but yeah,
0: it does. It's not consistent with itself because the goddesses are pretty firmly gone by Skyward Sword. They
1: are referred to as the old gods by a different old god.
0: Yeah, but do they um, do they exist? Yeah, this idea of Triforce atheism has really been going around lately. Just the idea that people are worshipping the Triforce
1: and anthropomorphizing it, that does make a certain amount of sense.
2: Yeah, I mean...
0: Yeah, I think that's a valid way to look at it that isn't even necessarily inconsistent with theism. No, it's not.
2: And what is creating the law anyway?
0: (laughs) The gravity
2: laws of gravity
0: electromagnetism
2: living beings do have to comply with the law of gravity i suppose
0: quarks leptons (laughs) Uh, did you pull up your list of subatomic particles i actually was looking at them the other day (laughs) because i just watched the movie annihilation
1: it wasn't that a good fucking movie
0: it was such a good movie yeah
1: what a disturbing ass good movie that gave me
0: troubles for days afterward
2: is this the one with the bear thing Uh uh-huh okay
0: yeah but that's not the scariest monster in the movie
2: What's the scariest monster? Man.
1: No, that's that's explicitly untrue. Man ain't shit in this movie. Unless you mean man as that thing that was running around in the shape of a man. That was pretty scary. So, are the goddesses real or what's up? They don't have to be. They don't have to be.
2: They're kind of irrelevant. It doesn't really matter.
1: I mean, we do know that Raru calls upon the ancient cre- creators of Hyrule... And that it is assumedly their power that seals Ganon away at the end of Ocarina of Time. But I think that's actually the only concrete thing that's ever attributed to them.
2: And it's true that a lot of the directions provided by the gods could have just been indirect, let's just say.
1: We know that the Great Flood is actually caused by the Rain Gods and Daphnis with the Wind Waker.
2: Um, And also that... Hold on, I lost my train of thought. Oh, it's just that people said, yeah. People are always saying like we were directed by the gods or goddesses, but maybe they're just talking about you know appointed by the highest source of.
1: This is the thing that you keep returning to, mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, we were totally appointed by the gods because the crown represents the gods.
0: Yeah, people attribute a lot of things to a god in our lands. I think
1: that the world of Hyrule is one in which you could definitely view the universe through the lens of animism, and it would make a lot of sense, where everything has its own soul and its own understanding. And you don't really need creator gods in a setting like this to make it make sense.
0: The Triforce is described as being their essence or portion of it.
1: Yeah, people like to say that the Triforce is just the tiniest fraction of the power of the gods, but it also completely rewrites realities and creates spin-off universes on a whim. So it doesn't seem like there's any effective limit to what it can do most of the time.
2: This clip that Daniel links of the Boundary Brick episode and...
1: Off-camera secrets, Wind Waker. Amazing. Well, yeah, because once you get uh, a game open up in the dolphin emulator, you can do all sorts of things with the camera. And what is being shown in the early part of this video is that when the uh, Triforce flies away at the end of the game...
2: It, After the king wishes for a future.
1: Instead of winking out, they settle at the top of the waterfalls. I don't know that... I, I don't think that actually means anything, but it's cool looking.
2: <laughs> well, the, the animator was like, oh, let's just put them over here. It makes sense.
1: It's simpler. And the camera will never show them.
2: And they're directing the flood.
1: <laughs> yeah, okay, that makes a certain amount of sense, I guess.
0: you think they'll ever make a game where you just, like, talk to Din?
1: No. Absolutely no way.
0: You have spoken to the Triforce before. You have. Would you consider that the equivalent? Maybe?
2: What if a link just asks, hey, are you Din?
0: Well, I mean, you have spoken to
1: a Din. Dude, what's the relationship between the oracles and the goddesses? they're just named after them okay yeah okay so the final answer is that this podcast is somewhere between um triforce agnostic and triforce atheist
0: is the triforce real
1: yeah the yeah. triforce is super real why do you say that we what, what 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 do you mean we interact with it we rewrite the universe with it in multiple games
2: it fucks up things constantly
1: we used it to flood hyrule at the end of wind waker what, do you, what are you asking me those are all very good
2: points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that part of it can't really be denied.
0: I I was liked in the Elder Scrolls series. Uh huh. That that the Dwemer race is uh, atheist, even though you can plainly interact with gods.
2: So. Do they just not exi- uh, acknowledge the existence of the gods, or are they saying that the gods are irrelevant or not actually godlike?
0: Are they like
1: militantly atheist, not in the sense that they try to convince people that atheism is right, but that they're working to make it so that an atheist perspective is the correct one by killing all the gods?
0: <laughs> all of the above. Oh. Cool. Their goal is to escape the universe because they don't like it. There's too many gods here. You know what? All right. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, the
1: Elder Scrolls universe does kind of suck.
2: Cam is firmly in the murder all the gods camp
1: oh well, not even that necessarily but any universe where you can get stabbed by somebody and your soul can be trapped in a rock to fu- to fuel their magic spells is fucked up
0: well it especially sucks when your whole like culture and philosophy is based around the scientific method but then the universe doesn't actually have a consistent ontology is that the case in the Elder scrolls that science just doesn't work I um, mean, yeah, it's not reliable because the universe doesn't have a consistent ontology. <laughs> oh, that sucks.
2: Should we read another question?
0: Sure. Uh, a lot, of, a lot of God questions this week. Yeah. Caleb asks, so I've been wrestling with the idea for a little while regarding worship of the Helians. What is noticeable is either a generation focuses on Hylia or a generation focuses on the three goddesses, Din, Nehru, and Ferrori. My question to you is, could Helians actually be monotheistic? Oh Lord. The Christian doctrine of the Trinity states that there is one God. That singular God is represented by a Godhead in three distinct and individual persons. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. These are not three separate gods, but are one singular God. I propose that the Helians look at their deity in the same manner. Goddess Din, Goddess Nehru, and Goddess Ferori make up a single godhead called Hilia. Hilia is one god manifested in three distinct persons. That can also be illustrated in the Triforce itself, which is itself whole, but also represented in three distinct pieces, the Triforce of Wisdom, the Triforce of Courage, and the Triforce of Power. Together, they make a single Triforce. Granted, there's much to be reconciled here, but I would love to hear your opinions on
2: it. Crystal, I could feel you grinning as you read out this this email.
0: Now, an interesting thing to note in the Zelda series is that people don't really ever call on one specific goddess. They're always invoked uh, as a trinity.
2: Fair. Actually, how many people
1: have they ever actually invoked Din, Nehru, and Faror?
2: It's usually just referred as the no, goddesses. No,
1: I mean, gods. no, they don't even really do that. They'll invoke Hylia in some games, but by name, the Triforce goddesses aren't really actively worshipped.
0: No, but they, they are referred to in plural, which the Christian god is not.
1: Well, I mean, monotheism means something very different in a setting where it's easy to go out and interact with a tree god or a mountain god. You could argue that the Hylians are monotheistic because they worship one god, To the exclusion of other gods. Because it used to be that uh, worship of Abraham's god worked kind of the same
2: way.
0: Yeah. Hmm. I don't think Hylia is the goddesses because she is much weaker.
1: According to our understanding of what's going on.
2: Or what is claimed of them.
1: The idea that they... uh, I've often thought that the worship of the Triforce gods became worship of goddess says specifically that they would use the term goddess. Because usually when I say god I mean in a gender neutral way, but goddess is very specifically feminine. But I think that Den, Nehru and Faror being goddesses is probably derived from Hylia worship, because back in Skyward Sword they were never identified according to gender. That makes sense to me. Yeah. So there is definitely some conflation between the worship of the gods of the Triforce and Hylia.
2: I find it's pretty, pretty fun to track, but it's not consistent when the um, the game sort of ebb and flow between the Triforce goddesses or gods it, and Hylia worship. It, it's hard. It's not static.
1: We can't reconcile the idea that Hylia might be the creator of the Triforce, though, right? Like that can't be a thing. No, I don't mm. think that.
2: But I like this theory. It's a good. It's fun.
1: It's a. It's a good reading, but I don't think it quite fits. Quite.
2: Until another game that goes even further back clarifies things for us. If
1: Hylia is the triple godhead, then that makes Demise much worse than we would have
0: thought of him. Mm-hmm. And why why would if it's her Triforce if she made it, why can't she use it? That's a real good question.
2: She wanted to be very impartial about it, only not, because then she cheated.
1: <laughs> it was said by either Fi or Hylia that the Triforce was specifically made so that no god could wield it.
2: Yeah. That really does imply other people. So
1: even if Din Nehru and Faror made it, they could not use the Triforce themselves.
0: I think they probably could. I think they probably couldn't. It seems to me I don't I don't think they're I think they're on a level above.
2: <sighs> I think that they answered if God could make like a rock so big, he couldn't lift it. Oh
0: yeah. They made
1: a, <laughs> or a burrito
2: so hot that he could not eat. it.
1: Yeah. It's a burrito so hot. They can't eat it.
2: They did there. Hyrule has answered this question for us.
0: I think it's kind of like Tenchi Muyo. No, don't you dare. Where, where there, there are the three creator goddesses, but then the three creator goddesses are looking for a God that is above even them. As far as they are above humanity. God, you're not even old enough to have watched Tenshi Muyo. What is happening here? I watched Tenshi Muyo on Toonami. Oh my god. Ryoko was the best. Yeah. So uh, the goddesses are like uh, Kami Tenshi. Oh lord. Which is only, of course, in some uh, continuities of Tenshi. Tenshi Muyo is so goddamn confusing. Yeah, it's not in Tenshi in Tokyo.
1: Like, how many different continuities of Tenshi Muyo are there now? I think there's at least three. I think there might be more because they never actually stopped making those series.
0: No, they just keep making them.
1: They just keep making really? them. Really? I don't even know if people are still watching them, but they're still definitely being made. They even have <laughs> eventually returned to the stuff that we watched on Toonami. But it's like, you want to talk about confusing anime timelines, Tenshi Muyo's way up there. Let's do a Tenshi Muyo podcast. Oh, Jesus. That would actually be pretty interesting, but that would require us to watch Tenshi Muyo.
2: Truly the darkest timeline. I
1: watched Tenchi in Tokyo and I fucking hated it. Yeah? Yeah, I hated it real bad.
2: What's the... Uh, did you
1: play Persona 4 Golden? No. Okay. What was the name of that character who was introduced just for Persona 4 Golden? Marie? Marie, yeah. I remember that the main female character of Tenchi in Tokyo and Marie... From Persona 4 Golden Were basically the same character In terms of how they functioned in the setting
0: Oh yeah Atlas basically Introduces that character every time They remake a game Oh no
1: does that mean that Persona 5 Crimson Will also have that character Yes. Oh that's not good I, I don't like that character Very much Well they keep making her But why does she have to be the most important thing every time You
0: know <laughs> She can be the can wife I don't like that and I don't like them
2: There's one more email that um, deals with Twilight Princess, so we should probably deal with it. Wait, did
0: we actually answer Caleb's email?
2: Oh, did we?
1: Well, I mean, Caleb's question was whether or not Hylia could be the triple godhead. And I think we basically agreed that there is definitely some worship conflation going on, Mm -hmm. but that Hylia is not the creator of the Triforce, assuming that it was created by gods.
0: Yeah, their cults definitely influenced each other. I think that much is not too controversial. Yeah,
1: and Hylians are probably monotheistic in the sense that they worship one god to the exclusion of others. And they've never explicitly worshipped the Triforce gods by name
0: that I'm aware of, so maybe. There's a word for that. It's not monotheism. Monolatry.
1: Oh, that's a cool word. I like that. Do we really do you want to read another email? Because we're like two hours and twenty yeah. minutes in. Okay. We
2: can no we can uh, Yeah. yes. Let's do
1: one more. As an okay, one more. Monica, you read this one. Okay. This comes from this- Justine.
2: Hello. I was listening to the Mirror of Twilight episode, specifically the parts about the nature of the Grudos involvement or lack thereof in the making and stewardship of the Arbiter's grounds and its purpose. I just wanted to offer a slightly alternate reading on what I think the dungeon means. While I don't think the grudo guarding the mirror is out of the question, I do think it's unlikely. This is mainly because of the juxtaposition of the place as a religious site with a mirror chamber's true purpose. When Aru introduces the place to Link, he mentions that not only was it built to house the worst criminals, but that those sentenced to die had their souls sent directly to the underworld by a cursed mirror. This implies that Gandorf was not the first or only person to face judgment in that chamber. The Arbiter's Grounds, as the name implies, was not just a prison, but a prison built on an abandoned graveyard for the sake of convenience. This is horrific enough on its own, but it becomes much more disturbing when one considers the prominence the sages hold within the chamber. At some point, the sages took what the goddesses intended as a bridge between the two realms and used it as a tool of execution. Good point. Whether or not they actually use the mirror on these prisoners or merely use it as a symbol of fear prior to Gandalf, who can say? That being said, I don't think that the sages that executed Gandalf were the same, were the same ones that built the Arbiter's grounds, if only because the place still looks quite old even in the flashback to Gandalf's judgement. Rather, I think this new set of sages in arrogance reached back into history to a time when they held greater power in the kingdom and unearthed something best left in peace. This is the great failure of the sages, and why I think they apologize to Midna for what they were, as as carelessly overestimating their own abilities. In a roundabout way, I think this is also why they are punished with the death of the Sage of Water, not so much in a direct judgement from the gods' way, but as a result of their actions in a larger, thematic sense. There's a chance I'm forgetting something that tears the whole idea apart, but I really like the way that it ties into the mistreatment and misunderstanding of the Twili as evil beings, and further lays the blame for the game's events solely on Hyrule. I sent in a previous question via Twitter about the Mirror of Twilight being a malignant force, and while I think the answer of the two realms being oil and water to each other is a good one, thinking along these lines also suggested to me the idea that the Mirror's corruption has less to do with the dark nature of the Twilight Realm and more to do with the dark nature of Hyrule, in which case maybe Midna's decision was very wise indeed. Anyway, wow, this got way longer than I thought it would when I started writing it. I love the podcast and I really look forward to every new episode and the way it makes me appreciate a series I already loved way more. Also, both of the Mata Nui online games ruled. What a lovely email, Justine. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Jesse. Were both of the Mata Nui online games good?
0: Uh, yeah, they were pretty good. The second one was a bit glitchy.
1: What's your take on this, Crystal?
0: Yeah, I like the idea that all of the sages fall and the sages suck and they're the worst. and They're not even the original sages. They just wanted to be cool guys like Kylo Ren. I
1: think the idea that the Mirror of Twilight was used as a method of execution can be pretty easily discarded regardless of what Aru says. Because when they brought Ganondorf up there, the first thing they tried to do was stab him with a sword.
2: Yeah, it's kind
1: of... you don't get criminals who are worse than Ganon.
2: It's kind of weird that... Um, they brought him there, though. Like, why did they bring them him into that room?
0: Embarrass him, <laughs> Kill him in his own lands.
2: It really does seem like it was a desperation move that they shoved him in into the Twilight Realm. But, yes. I mean, why even... That, that was a strange thing even to consider. Like, if it was a giant laboratory and there were a lot of different weird things and they grabbed the closest weird thing and did it, I could get it. But, like, that's just a room for... Well, I guess
1: you you take him there on the off chance that somebody survives having their sternum impaled by a giant light sword, then you throw them in another dimension.
2: So effectively, it is still a tool then? It's a... That they were going to use to...
1: No, I actually don't think so. I think that probably the mirror was supposed to be a bridge between the two realms, Mm -hmm. like meant to be used for overtures of peace.
2: That's what Zelda says.
1: And it's misused.
2: Okay. That's all well, I we do agree that the Mirror of Twilight is not a big malignant force. Um,
1: it does turn people evil. Do we think that that's probably the infection of Ganondorf's power? Because it super turns people evil.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, they made it radioactive by putting the nuclear <laughs> in there.
2: I also feel like it doesn't seem to have an effect on the Twili, and it doesn't have an effect on Link, whose heart is very much in balance most of the time. Well,
1: he's also carrying the Master Sword at this point.
2: True, but like the fused shadows don't affect him either.
1: I I got no answer for that one.
2: I I think it really hurts people who are not completely in balance, and that is sort of so. First.
1: This link is in balance from the beginning without going through any fucking trials.
2: Yeah, it's not about trials; those are to establish your worthiness, but putting your your yourself in balance. Twilight
1: like, Princess doesn't goddamn earn a lot of the things that it tries to do
2: because don't you think Young Link could have touched the Triforce? And kept it in oh, Ocarina of Time.
1: All right. And that ends two solid months of Twilight Princess. <laughs> so, God <laughs> may the farmer. Ugh. Okay. Um, I think that's it. Again, if anyone wants to send in emails to the podcast, you can send them into Book of at gmail.com. Once more, that is Book of at gmail.com. You can also send questions uh, in a smaller form to myself or Crystal on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at Cam Writer.
0: You can find me on Twitter at Arcane Crystal. You can find me uh, on the Let's Plays podcast on audioentropy.com, where we scientifically and objectively rank every video game according to quality. Uh, you can find me on MCU Complete Me, a podcast where we talk about the Mar- Marvel Cinematic Universe films. Uh, and the person who did our podcast art is Tor Kirby. Go to torkirby.com and give him some money. Money for art, it's a good thing. What episode are y'all up to now with the thing? Uh Thor will be out by the time this episode. No, it will be out after this episode. Okay,
2: yay! What did you think of Thor?
0: It was pretty good. <laughs> pretty. I uh, did you like it better than Luke?
1: You'll see. Okay, that's yeah. a good. We shouldn't we, pry we we don't for get, spoilers. We don't get no spoilers on this podcast. Insiders don't get shit. Um, because it's been a while since this since this has come up to any of our new listeners. We always take a week off between games, so there won't be a new episode of the Book of Medora next week.
2: I didn't even know that was a thing. Is that a thing?
0: That's how it's been done. Yeah, it's, oh. It's been
1: a thing since the beginning.
2: I'm so surprised.
0: Yeah, no, this this is intended as a bi weekly podcast, but then we did like multiple parts. Uh, weeks apart, only we, it was never intended to be like eight parts <laughs> as it tend to be like three parts. Two, but, you know. two months of Twilight Princess is egregious.
1: Four months of it would be catastrophic.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. It <laughs> be the Twilight Princess podcast. We're done. We're finished, though. We're free of it. We don't have to ever talk about Twilight Princess again unless you send us a nice email. Yeah, it. we'll read those
1: nice emails still. <laughs> I mean, we might even get a couple regardless
0: camera i hate this bad game
2: it's funny because we spent so long on this game that none of us really like
0: i like twilight i mean i like it
2: not that we all decide is not as good as the other 3ds twilight
1: princess goatee
0: 2006 Uh, i don't know about that i gotta think oblivion came out that year. Now i gotta think about it what came out that year oblivion goatee 2006 (laughs) uh gears of war
1: was that 2006? It was 2006 because yeah. it was the second holiday for the 360.
0: Yeah. Okami? Yeah, I know. I I, I Final Fantasy 12? Shit.
2: Oh, there we go. Shit.
0: Hitman Blood Money. Good night, Hitman. Uh Splinter Cell Double Agent Guitar Hero 2. This is a weird way to fill time while you look up a Zelda joke. <laughs> uh Dark Messiah of Might and Magic.
2: So the answer is F of 12 right?
0: Yeah. For us, for you and me. Well, pray, pray. Two thousand six. Would you like say that
1: you
2: like FF twelve better than Twilight Princess? In many ways, not always. It does
1: have good characters. It has very good characters, actually. Its visual designs leave something to be desired. Sometimes, it does also have a zombie dragon. Yes. The story,
2: deep... probably.
1: Oh, absolutely! In terms of story, the Final Fantasy twelve kicks the holy fucking shit out of Twilight Princess as a story.
0: God, have I really done seven Zelda jokes for Twilight Princess? <laughs> you sure have. Uh, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Vegas, Black Cars. You know, Black was actually first a pretty good game. racing game.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed it. it had, um it had good. Uh, it had good Foley effects. Man, I can't believe that that fucking graveyard was completely optional. How many people have I argued with about what happened to Link in the past, where they didn't even know that goddamn graveyard was there?
2: Very many. So no, I mean, you get the compass. Inside the castle, and I think most people decide not to wander back out. Uh, That's my thought. That makes so sense. So a lot of people could have missed it.
1: I got it my first time through, but not my second somehow.
2: Some people also might think that you actually access the back by this going through the castle.
1: Uh, so another
2: way, they might miss it.
1: That would make sense. How many... God, is there even any more official Twilight Princess art left for us to use? Are you just going to use? Yes, there. there's one that I've been saving for the final <laughs> episode. Is it like the the cover art? Yes. Okay, the cover art's really good. What, what music would you guys, what music would y'all like to end this with? Because I was thinking of starting it with Malomart. Okay. You but,
2: can end it with Malomart.
1: Because <laughs> I mean like <coughs> Malomart it's good for a fun beginning but how do you how do you end that because twilight princess is long and it feels um you know the the ending theme hmm. credits okay yeah i'll just use the last couple minutes of the credits you know um mcu completely uses music that i wouldn't have anticipated you using in a podcast oh I've yeah i thrown out the acdc on there
0: well yeah that's what they use in the film granted those mo- iron man movies barely have their own music
1: It's true. And it's also the case that there aren't really copyright protection algorithms that are constantly scanning podcasts.
0: Oh, yeah. Someday we're all going to be fucked. (laughs) Well, they'll just remove all of our content years after everyone stopped listening. I mean, whatever. Like, it's not on YouTube. It's hosted privately. So what are you going to do? I don't know. Not much of anything, I guess. So Um, maybe I'll just throw like the entire
1: credits theme on here. It's a pretty good credits theme if I remember.
0: Okay, I found a joke.
1: Wow, this one took some real digging.
0: This comes from the Zelda Reddit thread. I need dirty Zelda jokes ASAP.
2: Oh, dear. Okay. Why ASAP?
1: Did Uh, you make this thread, Crystal?
0: No. (laughs) Uh, This is a five-year-old thread. This comes from a user who has been deleted, so I don't know their name. I'd better put on my Goron tunic, because you're too damn hot.
2: Yay. But could you just slather on or drink a potion to make you invulnerable to the hot?
1: Can- hold on. Are you- what? Are you saying that the fireproof potion makes you less horny?
2: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Hold on, let me me try a different delivery. (laughs) I'd better put on my Goron tunic too damn
2: hot oh gosh
0: okay that's no longer funny
2: how about the earrings
1: we're (laughs) done the podcast is over goodbye everybody bye everybody
2: Bye. bye